What are we doing? We're listening to the 700 Tapes podcast. But that's for entertainment purposes only. Exactly, Padre. That's why we're going to be listening to it. But they don't own the rights to any of the clips they'll be using for the program. Of course they don't. But what if you're easily offended? Then I suggest you stop listening now. In 2019, Jasperino purchased 700 tapes at a yard sale for $35. He promptly moved them to a safe house deep in the outlands of the Arizona desert. If you're into nostalgia, and if you like VHS, and if you can find them, maybe you can listen to the 700 Tapes Podcast. Have you ever seen a vampire? No. Well, first of all, they're not romantic, all right? It's not like they're a bunch of fucking fags hopping around in rented formal wear and seducing everybody in sight with cheesy Euro trash accents, all right? Forget whatever you've seen in the movies. They don't turn into bats. Crosses don't work. Garlic? You want to try garlic? You stand there with garlic around your neck. One of these buggers will bend you fucking over and take a walk up your strata chocolata while he's sucking the blood out of your neck, all right? They don't sleep in coffins lined in taffeta. You want to kill one, you drive a wooden stake right through his fucking heart. Sunlight turns him into crispy critters. Someone to care for, to be there for. I have James Woods. Someone to do for, model through for. You have James Woods. Someone to share joy or despair with. Whichever betides you, life becomes a chore, unless you're living for someone to tend to, be a friend to, I have James Woods, someone to strive for, do or die for, you have James Woods, it's true, we too. Likewise, point of view, cause James Woods has you, and I have James Woods too. No, really, what do you guys do? I'm not kidding. We kill vampires. Hey, Catelyn, mm-hmm. tell the lady what we do for a living. Kill vampires. Run down. Get the shit out of them. <laughs> right. I feel, baby. Nobody believes in vampires. See, the thing is, we know vampires are stalking the earth. We also know there's a god, too. We just don't understand him. <laughs> From your expression, I assume you couldn't possibly understand my presence here. I'm sorry to disillusion you, Jack. As one grows old, as death approaches, we begin to question faith and i found mine lacking is there a god is there a heaven i can no longer answer this for certain i've witnessed no miracles had no visions and the prospect of death terrifies me i realized i have only one alternative and i made a bargain 
with the devil if you wish. You are truly a pile of dog shit, Cardinal. Time to slay some vampires, Padre. You up for it? I guess so. Just the two of us. No, Mr. Crow. He was always with us. Fair enough, Padre. Let me ask you a question. When you were stabbing that vampire in there, yeah? Did you get a little wood? Mahogany. Excuse me? Ebony. What? Teak. Are you possessed by demons? Major chubby. Language, Padre. Language. What's up, freaks and weirdos? Jasperino here. Welcome to the 700 Tapes Podcast. I am joined, as always, by my co-host with the most, the man, the myth, the legacy, Mr. Roman Alvarado. Woo! How you doing, sir? Fucking great. Today is a special day on the 700 Tapes Podcast because 30 years ago today, Damn right. Roman's mom welcomed into this world. Whoa! A bouncing, beautiful little baby legacy. Yeah! And she looked down and said, Ooh, ain't that baby pretty? Ooh! <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday, my brother. Yeah! Goddamn right, goddamn right. Woo, it woo, is, woo, woo, woo. It's Roman's birthday. <laughs> and we're celebrating it the right way. With you motherfuckers. With you motherfuckers out there. Woo! In the outlands of Arizona. Mm-hmm. Fighting the astro zombies and the mutated insectoids and the dust devils. And the atomic bomb testing out in the desert. Irradiated robot lizard overlords. The fascist army coming to get you. Mm. Just to be here with us. And we appreciate the fuck out of that. Coming to you from an undisclosed location. Damn right. Somewhere out in the darkness of the desert, broadcasting over the airwaves to bring you, you, the finest in VHS review. Every movie we talk about is from VHS, right out of the VCR, under my computer monitor. We don't do any voodoo, you do, who do, Facebook, Netflix. I think you can watch movies on Facebook now. Uh, my- Netflix, Prime Video. You, uh, Hulu, YOLO, whatever you're watching it on, direct <laughs> services, streaming, downloads, all of that technology that I'm too old to understand anymore that I still use, but it slightly frightens me. Here we are. But yeah, we're doing this the right way with 700 Taste Podcast and John Carpenter's Vampires. Hell yes. James Woods, Daniel Baldwin, goodness, and the oh-so-delicious Cheryl Lee. Uh, 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 uh. Anywho. And if you would like to spend your birthday on the 700 Tapes cat, send us a line at 700tapes at gmail.com. Shit, we might have you on the show for your birthday. Yeah, show nut. For your birthday. Show nut. We'll have to come get you and blindfold you so you don't want to know where our undisclosed location is. Because we don't know. Mm-hmm. If you get captured by the robot lizard overlords, maybe they flip you mm. and they find out where we're at. That already happened to me once. Mm. It ain't going to happen to me again. The missile silo was compromised. Man. We had to move to where we're at now, mm-hmm. which we can't disclose because it's undisclosed. Yeah. Or that something. part. That part. 
It's getting hot in here, <laughs> so get all undisclosed. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I see what you I did there. I am getting so hot, I won't disclose my location. Oh, oh, okay. All right, okay. all right. All right. You want to take a ride with me? Oh, oh. I got a bandaid on my eye for some reason. Damn. What's going on? <laughs> Yurt. <laughs> E-R-E-R. Uh-oh. <laughs> underlay, underlay, man. Anyway, that's us. Check us out on your interwebs, on your various social media platforms. Facebook at 700 Tapes. Check us out. Check out our Facebook group, also called 700 Tapes. Check us out on Twitter, Jasperino at 700 Tapes. Check us out on Instagram, and that's where we're most prevalent, uh, at 700 Tapes. Uh, most of our stuff that we do is on there. Um, I'm only on Twitter because I look connected to the Instagram. I don't understand Twitter, nor do I use it. But if you want to drop into my DMs or Roman's DMs, uh-huh. send him some little birthday pictures. Send him a birthday suit Grrr. for his birthday. I'll, I'll make sure he gets it. Right after I, uh, you know, See filter him out. Make sure he just gets the best one. Because I would do that for you, my brother. Anyway, we're having a good time tonight. We had some dinner already. Mm-hmm. We had some cake later. Mm-hmm. Cake. It's cake. It's my ice cream for Roman. Mm-hmm. A special days. If you guys want to send him some birthday greetings, feel free to do so on any of those social media platforms I just mentioned. Mm-hmm. You can also find him on Instagram at the Legacy One. Is that right? The underscore Legacy the One. The underscore Legacy One. If you just sent to the Legacy One, it might go to the wrong Legacy. Mm-hmm. But we know there was only one. What? Often imitated, never mm-hmm. duplicated. Damn right. Legacy. Woo! Mr. Roman Alvarado. But enough of that. <laughs> Let's yeah. get to the show. I timed that. I timed that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So, anyway, uh, a couple things I want to talk about before we dive into the movie here. I was telling you earlier when you got here that I watched Army of the Dead, which you have not seen yet. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't want to spoil anything, but I will tell you if you guys haven't seen it, I give it a three out of five stars, I oh, think. Okay. It's not bad. No, 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 no. That's good. It's hokey and corny, but it's a zombie movie, so what do you want? I've seen worse. Uh, most modern zombie <laughs> movies are under trash. This one was actually entertaining. I'd watch it again. But just like every zombie movie, the plot makes no sense. The characters make the stupidest decisions they possibly could. And it doesn't really... Like, I don't know that that's fair, though, because I've been thinking about this. Mm-hmm. Is it really fair to judge how you would act in a zombie apocalypse when you know you're never going to have to act in a zombie apocalypse? Wait, wait, you don't wait. know. You know what I'm saying? Who said that? Who said we wouldn't have to? I said that. Oh. But you, is that fair to say that to everybody? What do you mean? Because you may feel that you don't have to, but I may feel that I have to act a certain way during but, a zombie apocalypse. But there is no zombie apocalypse. Not at the moment, but that well, doesn't mean that there's going be. to be. But that's your thought of that, because I think... Don't, don't, don't do that. <laughs> You're going to give me it down a rabbit hole. I'm going to start talking about zombies and people coming back and untested vaccines. <laughs> We're gonna, yeah. It's a good thing I'm not drinking right now. We'd already be five Ooh. minutes into this conversation. Damn. Anyway. Ho, ho. Ho, ho. All I'm saying is, do you want a zombie apocalypse? Because this is how we get a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> this is how we do, do it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Monte. Ah. Uh. Oh, shit. We're on one tonight. We turn out the map. Oh, shit. We turn out the map. 
That's what they say every Monday when I come into work. I believe you. Return of the man. I believe you. Anyway, um, I liked it. Uh, Dave Bautista's in it. Bautista. Dude, uh, I will. A couple of spoilers, not big ones, because you would know this by if you're on Instagram at all. Zombie Tiger. Yeah, yeah. Zombie Queen. So they. So I know the. Oh my God. The Zombie Tiger has been like all over. So I want to marry that Zombie Queen. Oh my God. I have a thing for zombies. Mm-hmm. I wrote a. Uh, I wrote a poem about. Zombie necrophilia. Whoa. About 12, 15 years ago. It's hilarious. Whoa. Maybe I'll read it. Next time we do a zombie movie, remind me. Gotcha. Next time we do a zombie movie, I will read that poem because it's funny. <laughs> Anywho, I say that lightly. I'm not, you know, what did one necrophiliac say to the other one? Fuck it. You want to You want to grab a couple of cold ones on the way home? <laughs> anyway. Uh, zombie queen. Oh my God, she was awesome. I want... NECA, if you're listening, I need a zombie queen action figure stat. I need it. It's not a want. I need it. <laughs> Dude, yeah, it's cool. That was the coolest thing of the whole movie for me. Damn. And then she just made a whole zombie queen movie. Oh, okay. She's badass. Hmm. Anyway, um, the other thing that I watched, I don't know if you've watched yet, is Invincible. So I've, Have you I've watched seen, Invincible? I've seen a couple episodes here. Oh, my God. So, Jeff, did we talk about Invincible already? Uh, I think a little bit. Did we talk about that last podcast? I can't remember. Mm, I don't know. Maybe. Uh, if you guys haven't noticed, uh, we're back to two people tonight. John mm-hmm. Pollan is not with us. Shout out, John, wherever you're at. Yep, shout out He had out to prior him. obligations. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't a permanent thing anyway, but we do like the three-person aesthetic. I've, I was having a lot of fun with that. Mm-hmm. He'll be back again eventually, I promise. Trust me, I've been trying to get rid of him for over 20 years, and he's still coming back. <laughs> so he will be back at some point. You didn't take the pills that you were supposed to take? <laughs> it just keeps coming back? Yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> you know, that morning after pill's a bitch when you don't take it. Anyway. <laughs> um, anyway, Invincible is badass. I don't, if you guys haven't watched it, it's eight episodes. You can binge the whole thing in a day. It's only eight episodes? It's only eight episodes, but, dude, it's amazing. I'm thinking about watching it again. Yikes. That's how much I loved it. Yeah, it's good. So I know my brother, um, because it's, it's Robert Kirkland and... Yep, uh, yep. Because I, I see how Speaking you... Speaking seg- of zombies. I, about to say, I yep. see how you segued into that. Yep. That was nice, for sure. So for Oh, and, and uh, Army of the Dead was Zack Snyder. Uh-huh. Come on. Which, you know, Justice League, mm-hmm. and we're into superheroes, mm-hmm. right down. And as soon as I saw it with Zack Snyder, I told Deacon... Get ready for a lot of slow motion and a lot of blurry shots. And we got a lot of slow motion. Of and a lot course. Of that is, that's like fucking Michael Bay and these weak-ass explosions. It's, that he uses the same one in every movie. It's been the same one. Right. But um, my brother's been a big Invincible fan since... The comic? Yes. Yeah. Like, I never read the comic. I wish I would have now. And this was Invincible. So I'm 30 now. So yeah. it was... Me and him lived together when I was 20. Yeah, like 10 years ago. So, yeah, so he's been... So, uh, yeah, I remember seeing the Invincible comic and thinking, oh, this is just some stupid indie joke comic. I went, right. Had I known, I would have read it. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to find the graphic novel or something. There's got to be one now. Oh, shit, they're all probably, of them. They're all graphic. They're probably fucking <laughs> flying off the shelves now since the show. But, yeah, Jeff turned me on to that. Mm-hmm. And I trust Jeff. Because we have the same, it's like you and me, we have a lot of the same tastes and shit. Right. So I'm like, dude, if Jeff liked it, I'm probably just going to check it out. But I got to admit, so just, I'm going to tell you guys, if you haven't seen it, give the first episode a chance. Because it's a little cheesy and a little dumb. But I think they do that on purpose because Mm -hmm. then right at the end there's a stinger and they fucking grab you. Because that's what happened to me. Because, okay, so Dominic, Mm -hmm. uh, my stepson, had already watched it. And he was watching it with Deacon and I. 
And when we got to the end credits, I went to stop, and he goes, no, wait. I went, oh, okay, there must be a stinger. And I was like, oh, oh, my God. Yeah, so I was hooked from that point. I watched the first episode that night, and then the next day I watched the other seven. I couldn't wait to get up and watch the other seven episodes. I watched it all day. Damn. It's amazing. And I want to watch it again. It was that good. I loved it. Damn. I absolutely loved it. So, yeah, big ups to Invincible and Army of the Dead. So I had a good... I, Pretty good couple weeks watching stuff on TV. Hell yeah. Anyway, how's your week been? My week has actually been really, really good. Cool. Um, I moved into my new apartment. Right. And I'm fucking stoked. Nice. You know, so it's just getting... He's moving on up. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. To the sky. So it's just um, getting everything put together, you right. know, um, putting, you know, all the stuff in its place. Other than that, um, to be honest, I'm, I'm just grateful to see 30. Nice. Um, you know, an, another year is, you know, another day is great, but another year to, you know, accumulate all those little days into one, it's right. fucking great, man. So um, I'm glad, again, I know we said it on the intro and stuff like that, but I'm glad to be podcasting on my birthday. Hell yeah. Because it is, it, this is something that is near and dear to my heart. And um, I, I'm glad I get to spend it with you. Oh, thank you, man. Seriously. I'm really stoked that you came over. Hell yeah. Because I was thinking... About midway through the week, I was thinking, oh, his birthday actually falls on the Sunday and mm-hmm. we do the podcast. And I, I wouldn't have blamed you if you were like, oh, I got plans, or I got somewhere to be, or I got a dinner, or whatever. But yeah, we, we made Roman dinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got him yeah, a cake. Yeah. We're going to have some cake after the podcast. Hell yeah. I would have had cake before the podcast, but after dinner, then having cake, I'd have been like, Itis. Welcome, everybody. 700 <laughs> Cake. <laughs> but man. But man. <laughs> yeah, I want cheesy poos. Yeah, my cheese puffs. Yeah, my cheese puffs. No kidding, I'm bad kidding. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm happy that you're here, and I'm happy that you're doing good, and I'm happy you made 30 also. Damn right. Damn. Right. Someday when I'm 30, I hope I'm feeling that good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so everybody, you know, that's that's called me, they're like, so how do you feel? I'm like... I think my knee hurts. Oh. You know what? Everybody, okay, since when I turned 30, people started doing that. Do you feel old? Are you feeling, are you midlifing yet? I'm like, no. I don't care about age. Right. Then when I turned 40, mm. oh, are you feeling old? Are you midlifing? No, I don't give a fuck about my age. Okay, now, this year, in a couple months, mm-hmm. I'm going to be 46. Mm. I'm starting to feel it a little bit now. Nice, yeah. I'm starting, to, I'm getting to that point in my life when I'm realizing what my kids have been telling me for the last 10 or 12 years. Mm-hmm. You're not cool anymore, Dad. Yo. I'm not cool anymore. I'm just the old... And I'm noticing. Here's the thing. You know me. You know how I dress. I'm mm-hmm. normal. I got the huge fucking... <laughs> Jinko jeans. Jinko shorts. <laughs> they don't look like shorts. They're like pants, but they're shorts. And I got the whatever t-shirt and a hat or whatever. And But it's that 90s style. Right? Mm-hmm. 90s Grunge. Kinda. I got my skater shoes mm-hmm. or I'm wearing combat boots. Mm-hmm. You know, that grunge. Yeah, it's like... But I'm. I look around at the store and stuff when I go places. There's an army of us. Yeah, yeah. There's a bunch of mid forties dudes dressed just like me, or with the flat bill hat. You know, shout out Chris Holmes. And uh, <laughs> you know what I mean. We're everywhere, so I don't feel as bad. But I guess we're the equivalent of the old men with the suspenders and the button up shirts now. Oh no! Don't know. do that. Oh, but now shit. we're the we're we're cooler than that. I think because oh, we've all still got gauged ears. <laughs> And oh, earrings shit. and piercings and tattoos. So we're the next generation of older folks. Oh, shit. I ain't getting no senior discount yet. Don't give me that. But, you know, 
So you bringing that up, I I, <laughs> I played basketball. Oh, here we go. This good story. So for like one of the first times in quite a while, actually, with um, with a couple of guys I went to high school with. So we went to our old place where we played basketball at. Ooh. I mean, on a day to day basis, we played there. Yeah. So we go there, and of course, the next generation is up playing. Right. Cool. Whatever. So we're in there, and <laughs> the the kid that I'm guarding, he's like 17. So. <clears throat> <laughs> he keeps calling me OG. OG, what's up, OG? <laughs> I'm like, oh shit, I'm oh, we're, yep. the, we're the old guys yep. in, in the gym now. Oh my gosh, what else was he telling you? you so he was like, <laughs> he was like, don't you got a wife to go home to? <laughs> I was like, oh, you little fucker. <laughs> Don't you got some books to balance? I was like, oh, this fucker thinks he's funny. Ooh, so we're hilarious. we're leaving, and we lost both games, right? Oh, no. But the crazy thing is, so we were playing up to 15, uh-huh. and both games we lost by two. Okay. That's not bad. We haven't played basketball, especially together. Keeping up, keeping up. And shit, six, seven years, right. if if not longer than that. So yeah. it's like, you know, he's, he's walking out. He's like, damn, OG, you came in here just to take two L's? I was like, damn. Are you, are you really talking shit? Okay, cool. I was like, peep this. You're 17, and we lost by two, both right, games. Right, right. You fucking suck. I walked out. Oh. <laughs> if you're looking for me, man, I'll be at your mama's house. <laughs> your mama crib. Oh, right. look, just call me daddy, okay? Oh, shit. Your mama does. Ooh. Oh. No, nah, but it was funny, though, because uh-huh. I'm like, damn. Because as soon as I, I walk in, I'm talking shit. That is just what it is. Right. You know, so... For him to be shooting the shit back, I was like, "All right, bet. All right, all right th- okay. These the next generation isn't so pussy. Yeah. I'm all right with that." About two, <laughs> oh yeah, we were we were like, we, we the funny thing is we played our style of basketball compared to theirs, oh. and we were grinding the shit out of them. And it wasn't even like us fully. We're at like twenty seven percent, right? At 100, oh, it'd have been practice, a hundred, it'd yeah. have been a fucking wrap. That's a, you know you did good because if I had walked on that court we were playing at fifteen I'd have lost by seventeen. <laughs> Damn. Uh, so do granny shots count? <laughs> I was never to in the moon. Yeah, to the moon. <laughs> Bang zoom. Swish. Right. Nah, but it was it was it was definitely um, it's been a great week. I can't complain. Nice. That's good like, man. at all. I can't it's kind of a. I remember uh, turning thirty. Mm-hmm. And it really doesn't. Hit, it really doesn't hit you. It doesn't. Except you're like, man, I'm not my. There's not two in front of my age anymore. Like, but you know what though? You you paid your dues. Damn right. At pay, that point, I, pay your dues. It only, dues. It's only downhill from here, right? Until you get to the point. Because I'm at the point right now. I don't give two fucks about anything. Oh <laughs> like, damn, dude. That, my you got, boss, your, your filter's going out the window already? Yeah, I understand those old men that just talk all the shit they want to whoever they want when they're like their 60s and 70s. It's going to get worse. The fucking, our boss came in and yelled at us the other day, and I, he walked out, and I was like, all right, cool. I don't <laughs> Damn. I didn't give up. You know what I mean? You don't give a fuck. Like, what's he going to do? Like, uh, Damn. I don't know. It's just one of those things where. You get to the point where, like, motherfucker, I've been around now. I know what's going on. I know the score. This ain't the first time I've been yelled at. It ain't the last time I'm gonna yell at. Wait, 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 wait. Run, run, run that back. Oh boy, sorry. That was my old age was catching up to me. Okay, okay. So, just run it all back to me again. I don't know if I want to because people I work with listen to this. They're gonna snitch on me. Don't you fucker snitch on me. Yeah, you. Anyway, um, no, we got yelled at for something we fucked up. Got you. And. Usually, I was the kind of person where I'd be, like, kind of stressed out, like, oh, fuck, we got yelled at. 
this was like the first time like he walked out and I was like, oh, okay, whatever. You know, I'm like, right. uh, it's not going to change anything. I mean, my feelings aren't hurt. I didn't take mm-hmm. it personal. I'm just like, yeah, I don't know. It's it's weird. It's just a nah, place guess... to be where I made my own way this mm-hmm. whole time. And I'm kind of at the point now where I know I could get fired tomorrow mm-hmm. and it wouldn't really affect me that much. Because I got stuff going on. I was going to say. I could just ramp up the stuff I got going on. And I'd be okay. I wouldn't even, like, I used to always stress about, man, what if I lose my job? Mm. What if I can't make rent? What if I do this or that? I think I've been around enough that I'm so, I've got so many connections now. Mm -hmm. And I know so much. And I think I'm so much more wise that it doesn't matter. Like, I know I'm going to make it no matter what. Because that's all I've been doing since I was 16 is making it. I am an expert at making it. Gotcha. You know, I'm so now, making shit happen. So now you're saying it's time to prosper, not just make it. Right. But take right. that step forward. Like, I would, can honestly tell you, this past year has probably been the most prosperous year of my life. I believe it. And it's been the happiest year of my life. I believe it. And the most stress-free. And I've done more. And I was telling Deacon the other day, I'm financially better off right now than I've ever been in my life. And that's it's good to finally be here because I got sick of being in my 30s and then in my being 40 and still doing all the same shit I was trying to do when I was 20. Damn. You know, still being in that same spot, mm-hmm. barely making my bills, worrying about stuff getting paid, worrying about not making my rent. And I'm finally at a point now, and it's really just been over the past year when I started kind of hustling on the side again and stuff, that everything's paid. Uh, Ro and I sat in the garage the other day and she was like, I don't know why I'm stressing about anything. We have food in the cupboards. We have food in the fridge. All the bills are paid. Damn. You know, the kids are healthy. What do I got to be stressed about? I'm like, you're absolutely right. It's nice, absolutely nice to be there. And I can tell you, I am nothing but grateful. So, And that, it's good to be grateful. That know? seems like that's glass half full instead of half empty. Right. And right now, my cup's overflowing. Oh, damn. You know what I mean? That's what like, I'm talking about. I'm feeling Hell good, yeah. man. I got everything I need. I yeah, I got everything I want. Look, you know I what hear, I mean? I hear I'm that. content. I hear and that. And I don't think I've ever truly been content in my life. Hell yeah. So yeah, it's it's a good place to be. That's what's up. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. And it used to be that I would follow that with knock on wood. Now I'm gonna fucked it all up because I no fuck that. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna keep doing what I'm doing. Damn right. You know what I mean? Because it's do you right. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So anyway, with that being said. <laughs> Now that we've talked about that. I'm sorry. I always get into, like, what did you do? We always bring it back around. No. Like, I steal it. No, not not at fucking all. Somebody was telling me, like, man, you talk <clears throat> over Roman a lot. So I apologize. I don't mean to talk over you. But Where, we... Oh, whoever right. said it. <laughs> you guys are right. Right. Oh, man. But fuck you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's the dynamic. Yeah. And it's duo. You heard? <laughs> <laughs> right now, we're going to do a little thing we call... The Tale of the Tape. In which I will be reading the back of the VHS tape. For John Carpenter's vampires from the Master of Terror comes a new breed of evil. They've roamed the earth for 600 years and they're thirsty. In the blood-chilling tradition of Halloween and Village of the Damned comes John Carpenter's unique vision of the ultimate killing machines, vampires. Forget everything you've ever heard about vampires, warns Jack Crow, James Woods, the leader of Team Crow, a relentless group of mercenary vampire slayers. When Master Vampire Valak, Thomasine Griffith, 
decimates Jack's entire team. Crow and the sole team survivor, Montoya, Daniel Baldwin, set out in pursuit, breaking all the rules. Crow and Montoya take one of Valak's victims hostage, the beautiful but unlucky prostitute, Cheryl Lee. In their sole psychic link to Valak, and though her senses and through her senses, they will track down the leader of the undead as Valak nears the climax of his sex hundred. We <laughs> start that over. As Valak <laughs> nears the climax of his six hundred year search for the Bergier Cross, Jack and the new team Crow do everything humanly possible to prevent him from possessing the only thing that can grant him and all vampires. The omnipotent power to walk in the daylight. So we talked a lot in this movie about Cheryl Lee and what a fucking crush I had on her. Mm-hmm. And I know it's a little Freudian <laughs> slip right there talking about Cheryl Lee and climaxes and the sex under year <laughs> search. <laughs> oh, you didn't catch that? I could have just I kept did. going. Oh, okay. I did. I was like, oh. <laughs> I was just going to let it roll. <laughs> we'll talk about Cheryl Lee a lot later because, oh my God. So yeah, that's uh, John Carpenter's Vampires. <laughs> so with that, um, <coughs> you said six hundred years. Yeah, I did. Oops. <laughs> did I? Okay, I gotta say when this movie came out, mm-hmm. dude, this movie could have sucked. I mm-hmm. mean, this is one of my favorite vampire movies of all time. This movie could have been, I don't know. Uh, Jurassic Shark. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, I would have still bought it just because Shirley's in it. Damn. If you guys aren't into Twin Peaks, if you don't know what Twin Peaks are, is uh, it was a great uh, TV series from the 90s. You need to check it out if you've never heard of it. David Lynch, goodness. Uh, but Shirley was um, Lori, the uh, dead person that they were trying to solve the murder to in Twin Peaks. Anyway. Yeah, she was Laura Palmer in uh, Twin Peaks. So check that out if you don't know what it is. So I, I, I have a question. You know, reading okay. the back of the, you know, the tail of the tape. So when he used climax for <laughs> six hundred years, six hundred years was that was <laughs> was was that the right word in the right context? I, I context, yeah, that's what it con- says. Contextually, I guess it was contextually. Uh, Yes. As Valak nears the climax of his 600-year search for the Bergier Cross. Yeah. As Valak nears his climax. <laughs> <laughs> you say phallus? <laughs> phallus? <laughs> nears his climax. And Jack, and Jack Crow's like, I'm going to stick this in you. <laughs> yeah. Killing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Beat you up, my phallus. Because oh, <laughs> he was definitely getting dick slapped. <laughs> I'm going to bring you to a climax. <laughs> he was getting dick slapped at the climax of the movie. Right. <laughs> <laughs> because it's funny because you pointed it out. You were like, this is the part. <laughs> Beating him with the cross that's sticking out of his body. <laughs> but we're getting ahead of ourselves. Oh. Any bit. Oh, man. But yeah, this uh, is not all about Shirley, okay? We need to talk about the rest of the movie, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the, the, the one of the lesser Baldwins. Right. <laughs> so how the fuck did all... It's all Billy these, or nothing. <laughs> how the fuck did all of these Baldwins get famous? 
Oh, you you said there was a uh, a trivia trivia about yeah, said Baldwin. Yeah, but not about the family. There's there's some kind of power structure there, and they were the descendants of somebody. Or I don't know. Or I guess that's something for another time that we can look up. But I guess um, it's like the Sheens. Yeah, kind of like the like Hollywood royalty or whatever. But we got a we did Alec Baldwin in Beetlejuice. Mm-hmm. Now we got Daniel Baldwin. Mm-hmm. We might have to do backdraft. Backdraft. Billy Baldwin. That's only that's only Billy Baldwin. Billy Billy. Movie I know is Backdraft. No, he was also Barney Rubble, wasn't he? Oh, uh, is that Billy in, in the, the second Flintstones? Flintstones movie? See, I only I only refer to the first Rick Moranis. That's the only one. Billy Billy Billy. That's it. Right. Because Halle Berry was hot as fuck in that movie. Oh, uh, Rob! Oh. She was Rob Lowe's assistant. Oh. That's right. Ugh. I was thinking about Halle Berry. <laughs> Halle Berry. See, Halle Berry is your Cheryl Lee. Oh, yeah. When this movie, dude. When the, yeah, when this movie came out, I was all about that shit. Like I was telling you, there's a couple parts. I was like, I rewound this like a hundred times and watched it because she's so <laughs> goddamn sexy. <laughs> You're like, is that smolder she's doing? Is that that smolder look right, right there? Oh yeah. Mmm. Um, I'll be the. She'd be the smolder and scully. <laughs> smolder and my scully. My scully. scully. <laughs> Looking for some scully. Oh, scully. shit. What was that? That was a that was a lyric. That's funny. Looking for some scully, but I can't remember. Mm. can't remember who it was. Anyway. Yep. So that's it. John Carpenter's Vampires. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are going to be covering that, as we said. <laughs> this was my birthday pick movie. Yes, was his birthday pick movie. Mm-hmm. And in August, I'll get to do my birthday pick movie, which is going to be a surprise, but it's going to be amazing. It's funny. I really rethought, because I was going to do The Lost Boys, and then I wasn't going to do The Lost Boys, and then I really rethought doing The Lost Boys, mm-hmm. because you did a vampire movie, mm-hmm. so maybe I should do a vampire that movie. That would be badass. That would be badass. But that's going to be a long episode, I can guarantee you, because I got so much to say about The Lost Boys. Cause so? I got that tattooed on my arm, so we're both born to my dying day. Damn. So? I think yeah. that's badass. Right, right. You said you thought this episode was going to be kind of short. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But I love this movie, as I've mentioned several times. Definitely. Um, and we got a good movie coming up for you next week uh, or next time, but I'm not going to tell you what it is yet. I think we've kind of gone to a next the, the the following week and then the week after that. Like, yeah, we, we were go, rolling on because we the week going. after that is Father's Day. Uh-huh. We got special Father's Day movie coming for you. Mm-hmm. Special Father's Day episode. Mm-hmm. Special Father's Day episode. Episode. I don't know where I got Mike Tyson lispy at, but oh. Anyway, um, yeah, we've kind of gone to a two week format mm-hmm. instead of every week, and I think. I was talking to a couple people about it, and they were kind of in agreement. It's kind of better because it gives it, it keeps them kind of anticipating more. Nice, and it actually makes it easier for us because we have busy schedules. And I actually, I know it doesn't sound like it, but I do put a lot of work into like the intros and stuff like that. You said it doesn't sound like it. Did you yeah. just downplay the production of this? This isn't you know VHS dirty bastards. You know? <laughs> VHS. No, no, you got. We are the VHS dirty bastards. <laughs> You're talking about low budget, you bastard. Uh, I just wanted to put both of the names together. Oh, man. I should make VHS Dirty Bastard t-shirts. That's awesome. I would wear that shit. VHS Dirty oh, Bastard. Oh, shit. That's funny. Shout out to you guys over there at that other podcast, yeah. man. Yeah. I know you guys My are- alter ego. You know, uh, what is it? Uh <laughs> You snake, bast- snake of Compton. You Compton snakes. We are not going to be doing Snake out of Compton. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> um, dude, I was disappointed because last Friday we were supposed to do it and then John had some scheduling conflicts and so we weren't able to. But, um, 
the movie we were going to be doing was called like Hell Circus or Circus from Hell or something. It was literally, and we're still going to cover it, I think. From the trailer, it's literally just clowns raping people through the whole movie. Wow. <laughs> and it looks awful, but yeah, you can look forward to that. You can look forward to that. <laughs> if you have any bad movie suggestions for the other podcast for uh, low budget, you bastard, you can send me an email at 700tapes at gmail.com. Dot com. com. Anyway, are you ready to do the trailer for this? Yeah, for right. sure. So, since it's your birthday and it's kind of a special occasion, mm -hmm. um, in lieu of the trailers that we usually do before the uh, or the commercials and ads and vintage stuff we usually do before the commercial. Oh my God. Let me start that over. <laughs> in lieu of the ads and vintage commercials we usually do before the trailer. Uh huh. I uh, made something a little special for you. Oh, shit. Yeah. Birthday. Hey. It's your birthday. Oh. They ask me what I do and who I do it for. And how I come up with this shit up in the studio. It's because I'm black. It's okay. Showed you something nice. Hey. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That was that ass. You guys, I, I didn't know he was doing this, so this is fucking badass. <laughs> Somebody cutting onions in here? Oh, oh my god. Shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> Jasper, you outdid your fucking self. Mr. Roman Alvarado, no homo. This birthday announcement has been brought to you by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and the 700 Tapes Podcast. <laughs> Yo, respect, man. That was Thank badass. You, that Glad was you badass. Like Glad you like Forget whatever you've seen in the movies. 
It's not like they're seducing everybody in sight with cheesy Euro trash accents, all right? They don't turn into bats. Crosses don't work. You want to kill one, you drive a wooden stake right through his heart. We think we got a nest inside this place. And chances are we'll find a master in here somewhere. I know your parents were bitten by vampires and you were raised by the church to be its master slayer. No one knows vampires better than he does. My baby. But he met his match when he met the master who started it all. Jack Crow. He was a priest. It's the first known case of vampirism. The first and most powerful. You are the only one who faced Alec and survived. A master vampire has a telepathic link with his victims. <laughs> You're gonna help us find them. It's a cross. For 600 years, Valak has wanted to live in the daylight. A master vampire able to walk in the sun, unstoppable. Biggest nest of blood-drinking mothers the world has ever known. Time to kill some vampires. of terror comes a new breed of evil john carpenter's vampires you never told me they could do that i didn't know they could do that i didn't know they could do that <laughs> so there it is john carpenter's vampires a lot of the good scenes in there um so Almost lost my tab there. Uh, Vampires was released in Octo on October 30th, 1998. We're trying to get that Halloween going money. for that Halloween money. They got that Halloween bag. The crazy thing about this movie is it opened at number one, mm -hmm. but did not make back its budget. Damn. That's so weird. But uh, this movie stars James Woods as Jack Crow. Daniel Baldwin as Anthony Montoya. Anthony Montoya. And uh, Cheryl Lee as Katrina. God bless you. Uh, Thomasine Griffith as Valak. Uh, Maximilian Schell as Cardinal Alba. Uh, Tim Guinea as Father Adam. Uh, Mark Boone Jr., Bobby from Sons of Anarchy as Catelyn. Uh, Gregory Sierra as Father Giovanni, who you may remember as Chico mm -hmm. from Sanford and Son. When I was a kid, we got a goat, mm -hmm. and I got to name him, and I named him Chico. After Chico from Sanford and Son. Chico, get your fucking ass over here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, he was cool. Remember, uh, they had all the cool characters on Sanford and Son. Grady. Mm -hmm. Hey, Fred. <laughs> what you doing? And then uh, Ann Esther. She yep. always come on with the church ladies. Should I pray over Fred? <laughs> of course, Lamont. And uh, Lamont had another friend. I can't remember what his name was. It was the, it was the dude with the afro. He's really skinny. He would come over. Ah, come on. I can't remember. Didn't do with the afro. Was that... a dude. He had an afro. He was really they skinny. They all had afros. I know, but he had a big afro. Anyway, I, I think he was the one. Yeah, because they had weed growing in their backyard in one of the episodes. And Fred didn't know what it was. He goes, I'll tell you what I'm going to do, Fred, for you. I'm going to take that and just roll it all up in a bunch of paper and burn it for you. <laughs> 
That's funny. That is funny. Anyway, yeah, there's a lot of uh, uh, character actors in this movie. People you've seen in other stuff. The guy that played Shang Tsung Mm -hmm. in Mortal Kombat is one of the vampire hunters in this movie. Um, And there's other people that you always see playing a thug or a guy getting beat up in a bar in other movies, but that's pretty cool. But, um... I did, yeah, the biggest one I remember. I remember when I started watching Sons of Anarchy. I'm like, that's the dude that gets cut in half in Vampires. Yep. <laughs> Good old Bobby. Bobby? <laughs> Damn it, Bobby. Damn it, Bobby. But damn, I'm running whores <laughs> and alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> Ralphie sitting in the corner. I'm in danger. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, like I said, uh, the... Um, Box office for this, the budget was twenty million, but I had heard it was fifty million and it got cut. Mm-hmm. And then they only grossed twenty million in the U.S., uh, which is yeah, I don't know. The movie it opened number one. It's opening weekend. It was, but it only made like nine million dollars the first weekend. Um, I know I went and saw it the weekend it came out because I was stoked about this movie from the get go. Like I was really really excited to see this movie. It's crazy that. This movie's a flop. Right, yeah, but it's really beca- it's one of those movies that became a cult classic. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, another interesting thing on this, the same uh, special effects company that did From Dust Till Dawn did the vampires in this movie, which is why they look so freaking amazing. Mm-hmm. And they don't look all cheesy and shit. Right, right. And then um, I really liked the uh, cinematography in this movie. Mm-hmm. I liked the music, which, of course, was done by John Carpenter. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a beautiful movie. The way the vampire... I love the, the style of the vampires. <laughs> they just really kind of rock and roll, grungy, goth type. You know what I mean? Like, if I was a vampire, that's how I'd dress. Damn. You know? It's like, they're not like... With the lacy full bodysuit and the high heel boots. Oh, wait, not that girl. No, uh, like, right. you know, the, the black right. overcoat <laughs> and the black clothes and the long hair and the... I just... I was really into vampires when this movie came out, so this was a fucking wet dream to me. Oh. And then, you, know, show, you throw Cheryl Lee on top of that, oh my God, it was all about it. But yeah, I went through a really big vampire stage, and this was right in the middle of it. Like I wanted to be a vampire, because who doesn't? I, always, <laughs> I never understood that in all these vampire movies where the person's fighting tooth and nail through the whole movie to not be a vampire, like Near Dark. Right. Uh, Lost Boys, mm-hmm. Once Bitten, like all those movies. Like, I don't want to be a man. The fuck is wrong with you? Why wouldn't you want to be a vampire? Shit, shit, <laughs> shit. I wouldn't take a lunch. Gotta nah. go. Gotta go. So you know what's cool? <laughs> like hey, I'm out of here, y'all. It's turning to mist. The one, the one person that's like, fuck it, let's do this. This fucking. I think it's called Little Vampire. Oh, that's yeah. Well, that little kid wanted to be a vampire. Right. He's like, let's do he this. He's running out the little with his. Uh, blanket like a cape and everything. Mm-hmm. So when he met the vampire, he's like, "Oh hell yeah. yeah, let's do this, right? Let's do this." So uh, John Carpenter had a good working relationship with James Woods. Uh, apparently, Woods has a reputation for being difficult to work with, but Carpenter got along with him just fine. They had a deal: Carpenter could film one scene as it was written; the other, Woods could improvise. So he improvised most of this movie. James Woods did. You can tell just by yeah, his it's banter. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, Carpenter found to his delight that many of Woods' suggestions were brilliant. 
This one I thought was weird. Gene Siskel enjoyed the film and James Woods in such a radical departure from his usual fare so much, he suggested that Woods be nominated for an Oscar for his performance in the film. Usually, Siskel and Ebert tore horror movies apart. How many... How many... Never. Yeah, how many fucking trivias have we done where Gene Siskel puked when he saw this movie? Roger Ebert said these people should be burned at stake for making this horrible movie. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they never liked horror. That's so weird. And my thought is, like, it's definitely not anything. Like, I I feel like James Woods was being James Woods. Right. That's like every movie. movie. Yeah, it's just James Woods. Yeah. He's like like Nicolas Cage. Right. That is. Which is funny because later on in the notes I have that he did something very Nicolas Cage-like, and I'll bring it up when we get there. (laughs) But, yeah, Cisco and Ebert usually hated horror movies. And the BBG meter on this movie is going to be high. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we got some good shit going on, which is good because the last few movies we've done has been really... basically non-existent Mm -hmm. um, despite being a horror movie John Carpenter stated on the audio commentary that he did this movie because it closely resembled a western to him what the fuck is up with these people in western vampire movies Uh, I don't know because that they said you definitely like this one more than you like the last western vampire movie yeah and then I'm like I think the it's so you know dust till dawn-esque yeah it is it's not as good Right. By by far, but still esque. <laughs> Dude, if I was going to pair two movies, though, double I tap would totally for sure. They're, all, yeah, hell they're yeah. double tap. For this sure. film, John Carpenter wanted to stay away from the stereotype of gothic vampires and wanted to make his vampires savages and not be brooding loneliness in their existence. They're too busy ripping and tearing humans apart. That explains how they're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to rip you apart right now and drink your blood. Yes, I am. You want him to be sad. And then he said, uh, <laughs> oh, look at that neck. I'm going to snap into it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to bite you in the neck. <laughs> you got that. Bret Hart, I'm coming for you. I'm going to suck all your blood out. And then I'm going to take that title. <laughs> I'm going to drop the elbow off the top rope. And then I'm going to drink your blood out of your fucking vein. Yes, I am. Where's Elizabeth? <laughs> you better stop before you start choking. I'm going to start choking again. <laughs> Sometimes I'm choking when I do with Randy Savage. It sounds like I'm trying to take a shit. <laughs> Hey, everybody, Jasper's out here taking a shit. <laughs> What's wrong with you? I'm going to get you high today. Because it's Friday. You ain't got no job. And there ain't shit to do. No, there's not. <laughs> oh, shit. Come on, big worm. <laughs> I don't know how we put all that together. Let me tell you something, brother. <laughs> It is. Messing with my money. It's like messing with my emotions. Mean Gene. I don't know how we fucking put this together. <laughs> I know, but, but it's great. Because they were going to be savages. You want them right. to be savages. Oh, oh, no, I get it. I, for sure. But <laughs> James Woods was like, I'm going to kill some vampires. <laughs> you want to drink a beer? What? I'm going to come back. What? I'm going to shove a steak yeah. right up your ass. <laughs> and that's the bottom line. Because James Woods said so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, wait, we're going for it now. So, uh, <clears throat> just before production began, the studio cut the budget by two-thirds. Damn. And the filmmakers had to furiously work the story to fit. According to John Steakley, who wrote the novel, the, film, the finished film contained much of his dialogue and none of his plot. And he's absolutely right. 
Yeah. I read this book, and it's it's a pretty good book, but it's nothing like this movie. I love this movie so much, I went out and got the book. Mm-hmm. But in the book, I wanted to talk to about this a little bit. If you guys want to read it, it's worth the read. But this movie was or this book this book was written in the eighties, mm-hmm. and you can really tell. Because the Valak character, first off, his name isn't Valak. He wasn't a priest. He was some snobby rich kid who hung out at all the uh, clubs on the Sunset Strip. Mm-hmm. And he was like a butt rocker guy. That's how he dressed. With like the leather pants and the... Kind of butt rocker. Yeah. <laughs> picture uh, Motley Crue mm-hmm. uh, in like 1985. That's how they describe this vampire with the teased out hair and everything. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> and... um. It's funny because at one point he gets shot in the head and the wound never closes. For the rest of the book, the, ru- the wound is bleeding out and he keeps trying to like put bandanas and stuff over and they just keep getting soaked up with blood like it never stops. And in this book, the vampires can like pick up cars and shit. Like he picks up a car and throws it at them. That's how strong he is. Damn. And um, Jack Crow does work for the... This is one thing I wish they would have put in the movie. He does work for the Catholic Church. Okay. His parents were murdered by vampires, mm-hmm. and that's why. But there's a whole part. When he goes to see the Cardinal, mm-hmm. that's probably the the most emotional and best part of the book because he gets all pissed off, and he's yelling at the Cardinal, and he breaks down into tears and ends up on his knees like in front of him just sobbing like into his chest. Mm-hmm. Like, I fucking hate you. I fucking hate you. Fuck God. Fuck you all. Fuck this church. And he's like beating on his chest, but he's like falling in like, you know what I mean? Like he, he it shows like what an emotional troubled person he was. Mm-hmm. Like they kind of touch on this in the movie a little bit when he's killing the vampires. He's like, die, die, you son of a bitch. You motherfucker, fucking die. Like, you know, you can see how he's kind of out of control. Mm-hmm. They That's like that times 10 in the books. Damn. He's such a troubled person. And in the book, he is like Daniel Baldwin ends up being a vampire. Mm-hmm. Jack Crow's the one that gets turned into a vampire in the book. Damn. And Tom, the guy that they said got slaughtered in Europe, mm-hmm. he was trained by Jack Crow. And at the end of the book, that whole dialogue that he had with Montoya, it mm-hmm. was him and Jack Crow. Where Tom, and that was exactly what the Tom guy said to him I will hunt you down. I will, I will find you. I will hunt you down. And I will kill you. And he lets Jack Crow go. Damn. Yeah, so it's actually... And the vampire made Jack Crow a vampire as like a fuck you to him. Because mm-hmm. he knew how much he hated vampires. And then he find, after he makes Jack Crow a vampire, Jack Crow kills him. Damn. So yeah, it's a great book. It really is. It really is a good book, but it's nothing like this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the kind of first... like The Shining and The Shining. <laughs> right, and kind of the same way because John Carpenter went through and rewrote this whole thing mm-hmm. using little pieces of the book and little pieces of the other two scripts he had gotcha. and came up with this. But in the first chapter of the book, they show up in this town and all the vampires are hiding in this dark warehouse. They just bring in a fucking crane and knock the whole warehouse down. And all the vampires just catch on fire because they did it at like noon and then the sun came in and hit them. It was actually really good. It was kind of funny. So, and then they were charging the towns like half a million dollars or whatever to get rid of the vampires. vampires. And there was even a part where they talked about what they did when they weren't killing vampires. They all lived in like this mansion together. Mm-hmm. And all they did was play video games and watch porno. 
Because <laughs> <laughs> one of the whole chapters, because they had a cleaning lady that lived in there with them and cleaned up after them. The whole chapter was from her point of view. And she was like, I never realized there was a magazine act, a magazine actually called Fuck. But there was every type of porno magazine you could ever imagine in that house. <laughs> well, damn. And they were constantly drunk and doing coke and just all kinds of crazy shit. And it was kind of a party because they never knew if the next time they went out, they were going to die. Makes sense. And it was a bunch of felons Yolo. and like ex-cons and like washed up football players with knee injuries and shit like that that they would recruit. It was kind of cool. So yeah, good book. If you guys are readers, I would recommend checking it out. Nice. Uh, Bruce Campbell was Carpenter's first choice to play Montoya. You can definitely tell because fucking Baldwin is dressed just like Ash. He is with the blue shirt and everything. But I think Bruce Campbell, I, uh, he would have, he was, I think he would have upstaged everybody in this movie. For sure. Because this was after um, Army of Darkness. Say, yeah. Everybody would have been looking for Ash. Mm-hmm. Even a little piece of ash. Oh. oh, I made that joke again. Oh, so uh, read that one right there. It says the film. This one? Nope. Up, 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 up. This up. one? Yeah. The film that convinced John Carpenter to stay in directing. I was telling you about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, feeling burnt out after a string of critical and financial failures, John Carpenter had lost his love for filmmaking and was heavily considered considering going into retirement following the failure of Escape from L.A. Because, in his words, it stopped being fun. However, when Carpenter was offered the job for vampires, he was intrigued by the promise of making a horror-western hybrid, something he had wanted to do since the 70s. He made a deal with himself, make one more movie, and if it isn't fun, still, I'll retire. Carpenter would later go on to heavily enjoy his time on directing vampires. So there we go. Sweet. Um, John Carpenter cast James Woods because he wanted his character Jack Crow to be as savage as the prey he was going after. Woods himself took interest in the project because it was something different for him. Alrighty. So, uh, the only film in the 90s that was financially successful for John Carpenter. Damn. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Because you hear John Carpenter now, and you think, dude, he's one of the best directors of all time. Mm-hmm. Greatest, he's, you know. Anyway. Um, the search to find an actor to play Jack Crow proved to be difficult. Carpenter's first choice was Kurt Russell, of course, because it's John Carpenter. But Russell had to decline due to prior commitments. Carpenter had also wanted Arlie Emery, uh, but the studio declined this offer because they felt that Emery lacked the star power. The studio had offered Clint Eastwood, Tommy Lee Jones, and Danny Glover the role, all of whom declined. (laughs) Dolph Lundgren, who was originally attached to play Crow before Carpenter took over, was asked by Carpenter to return, but this time as the villain, which he declined, and I am so glad. I cannot see Dolph Lundgren as Valak. Mm. Um, Clint Eastwood? Right. Holy shit. Because Western. Yeah. Danny Glover. Have you ever seen a vampire? Danny Glover, that's... They will climb up your medulla oblongata or whatever the fuck this is. <laughs> you punk. You can tell that was definitely improvised. Cause right. I don't know how you write that down. Danny Glover, I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> Who is Arlie Emery? Yeah, I, I guess know. he did lack star power. I'm clicking on him. Oh, oh shit. shit. Oh, shit. It's the drill sergeant from, from Full Metal Jacket. And then Texas Chainsaw Master, And right? Texas Chainsaw... Oh, my God. That's fucking... Aw- oh, dude. He would have been too old, I think, too. I, oh, my God, but holy crap. Wow. <laughs> James Woods accepted the lead role because he had never played an action hero before. You got to read the one right under it. 
Alec Baldwin had briefly accepted the role of Montoya before declining it early into pre-production and passing it on to his brother Daniel. John Carpenter had not seen any of Daniel Baldwin's work and had the actor read for him. Huh. And Daniel was like, what, Alec, me, what difference does it make? It's <laughs> up on, I could be Billy for all you care. Damn. Any. The MP, I like this one. The MPAA took issue with the film's over-the-top violence, threatening to give it an NC-17 rating unless some of the gore was cut out. Sandy King said, We satisfied the ratings board by just cutting short of a few things that went into the really gruesome stuff. I would love to see that cut. I want a director's cut of... Oh, my God. (laughs) I like what you did there. (laughs) John Carpenter cast Cheryl Lee because she's fucking hot. Oh, I'm sorry. After seeing her on Twin Peaks. Makes sense. John Carpenter did an uncredited rewrite of the script. The symbol on the necklace that Daniel Baldwin wears in the movie is a Nordic rune, meaning protector. Hmm. And uh, during the filming, it fell off his neck into the toilet. And it's like, oh, it's ruined. Mm. It's all ruined. <laughs> I'm here until Thursday, folks. Try the veal. I think it says Valak has 18 lines. Valak has 18 lines in this movie, and half of them are, ah, he screams more than Daniel Baldwin does in this movie, (laughs) and that's a lot. This was John Carpenter's last feature film of the 20th century. Damn. Right? Thomas Ian Griffith, that's Valak, uh, this was his third villain role after Karate Kid 3 and Cole the Conqueror. You ever seen Cole the Conqueror with good old Kevin Sorbo? Mm-mm. It's a pretty good movie. It's not bad. I actually think I have it on VHS. We may cover it one of these days. Good old Kevin Sorbo. Yeah. Hercules, we, Hercules. Hercules, Hercules. We eat some old bread. <laughs> uh, good old Kevin Sorbo. Yeah, uh, Cole the Conqueror. We might cover this on this podcast. That'll be like episode 687 or something. Damn. You know. Uh, the Slayer Van is a 1980 Ford F800 armor truck. Mm-hmm. You can tell. Yeah. And it, and there's a Ford badge, like when they're in the little town right before the movie's over. Mm-hmm. You can see it. Right. Uh, Anthony Montoya's revolver is a Smith & Wesson Model 629 Classic Hunter. Jack Crow's handgun is a Jericho 941R. Yes, it is. Hmm? Break the walls down. Those about to rock. So my my brother posted something recently, and he was like, "I think it said something like your brother didn't love you if he didn't put you in the walls of Jericho." Yes, <laughs> that's funny. I was like, "Man, fuck uh, yeah. that and the torture rack." Oh my god. Oh my gosh. All my kids <sighs> used to get birthday choke slams. <laughs> Dad, it's come a birthday. On. <laughs> you know what that means. Birthday choke slam. Look, so the funny thing is my niece and nephews, I was with them today for uh, my birthday, and I'm always fucking with them. So I, I showed them how to, like, pin each other, like, uh-huh. a couple weeks back, like, nice. two weeks back. I was like, look. I was like, so you lay on top of them. You got to hook the leg. I was like, and then you go, one, two, three. <laughs> so, <laughs> so my nephews were doing that, right? And then uh, they have a little sister. I'm like, oh, no, you're not left out either. So I, like, laid her down gently and was like, one, two, three. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's funny. That's what I was saying. I think I've even told you, like, when my kids were little, mm-hmm. oh, if they bought a TV or a refrigerator <laughs> and it came with a big box, that was getting set up between the couch and the coffee table and somebody was going through it. <laughs> it was awesome. Uh, Montoya drives a 1997 Jeep Wrangler. 
Oh, yeah, you can tell. It definitely It says Jeep Wrangler TJ, but fuck that. So, <laughs> oh, damn. No, anyway. no shout out to TJ. Yeah, I told him. <laughs> he pissed me off Friday. I told him I was going to oh, talk shit. Oh, shit. Anyway, here we go again, Roman. Look, the film's climax shot in <laughs> Cerritos, New Mexico, is the same town featured in Young Guns. Hmm. So they have their same climax there. Hmm. <laughs> X, X, X. Speaking of climax, when uh, Cheryl Lee is getting uh, fed on by Valak, I think there's some climax happening there too. Oh yeah, you can see that. <gasps> oh my god! Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jack Crow is also the name of a character in the book Armor. I don't know what that means. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think we're done with that. Uh, mm-hmm. Think we're done with the uh, trivia. We're gonna get right into the movie now. So there are no previews on this VHS tape couple of notes i made though they made a point to say that the vhs tape was in surround sound mm. and they'll be digital yep okay. and i love this movie because the surround sound on this movie is on point mm. i used to love playing this when i had the dvd player in the old house with the surround sound everywhere i'd crank it up you, from one side to the other dude it was yeah it was nice so then uh, you get that cool... I've never seen this again in another movie, the Largo production company. Right, right, right. That, I that, promise you, it caught me off guard. That mean-looking like, red line that comes down, and it says Largo. And right from the beginning, it's from that Largo, you're you get an eerie feeling right away, like, oh, something's about to go because down. Because it has, it has all the... Um, like the scenery's changing and stuff. Yeah, and then you get to the desert scenes, mm-hmm. the aerial shots, and the sun looks like it's Beautiful. about to go down. And it's like going... Kind of reminds me almost like the beginning of the Hitcher. Look, or that. Near Dark. Nah, here we go. Or Blade. Blade, like, yeah. Like how the, like I don't know if they speed it up or slow it down. Like however that, oh, whatever yeah. that city, visual like process is. Yeah. That's just Blade, tight. I gotta say, Blade has one of the best first five minutes of a oh. vampire movie ever. For like, sure. Bloodbath. For sure. For sure, because you don't know you don't know what the fuck is going on, dude. And if you can put yourself in that situation and be like, "I'd be shitting my pants." Holy fuck! Mm, mm, anyway, mm. so then we got all those cool desert scenes, and we got a close up of James Woods with the binoculars, looking at the old house, and fucking Montoya, Daniel Baldwin's over by the jeep taking a piss. <laughs> and he they, goes, "I thought they were gonna touch hands." I'm like, Ew. Right. they're scoping out a nest. Mm-hmm. And he goes, what's it look like? And James Wood goes, it's like another New Mexican shithole. <laughs> <laughs> so they go back and they you see now that they have vampire hunting vehicles, which is like the Jeep with the win- with the winch on it. And uh, the old, you know. Security uh, fucking. Uh, armored truck. Right. <laughs> Ford armored truck. Right. And um, they pull up to the house and you find out they got a bunch of guys in the back of that armored truck and you're like i'd be pissed as shit because there was like eight guys that come <laughs> all out of crammed in the back like, what the fuck and he lets them all out and they're getting out with the priest is back there with them uh chico from sanford and son is the priest and uh all of their badass vampire hunting weapons <laughs> that you made a comment about <laughs> i was like look like because there's certain things with in this movie rubber tips <laughs> it just doesn't age well and, it, and it's fine <clears throat> don't get me wrong but I was like, yeah, you can definitely see that these are props for right. sure. But again, watching it for the first time, I was like, holy shit, look at yeah, that big yeah. ass yeah. thing. That spear with the light on it. So my thought was, you know, with the spear and the light, right? Yeah. I would assume the light would be like, you know, that something that is supposed to, like a UV light. 
Ooh, Fuck yeah. No. Why didn't they think of that? Fuck no, it's a regular light. Right. Like in Blade where they were burning that fat right. ass vampire. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so they're all uh, they're gearing up and getting their weapons ready and everything. Look, that was the noise that the vampire was making. Right. It was all. Ah. Oh my god. <laughs> you smell like shit. Right. Ah. <laughs> he had somebody like oiling him down, didn't he? Mm hmm. Fucking gross. Just like Job of the Hut. Yep. <laughs> so then uh, Chico's praying over everybody before they go in. And then uh, James Woods is giving a speech. He goes, cut and dry operation. Rule number five. You find the nest, you find the master. They don't know how many are in there, but the master's probably in there with them. So then they go up to the door, and it's locked. There's like about 15 goons or something like that. And they pull out that crazy, like, 1960s Batman hole-cutting tool for the door. He goes, pop. And then there's a hole in the door. And then James Woods, like, reaches through to unlock the door, but... He does it backwards. It's so weird. Like, he goes backwards and sticks, like, his left hand in. And he's, like, contorting it all weird to find the lock. And he undoes it. And I'm like, why didn't he just do it forward and put his right hand in? And he mm-hmm. just felt around. It was really crazy. You put your left hand in. You put take your left hand, hand out. You put your right hand in. And you shake it all about. Jerk it all about. <laughs> so then. um, And, and just, so, just so we, you know, both know, that whole cutting thing, bullshit. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Bullshit. Because it was definitely bullshit. Like, you got to think. When you cut it, there's the... Uh, the damn it. What would you, what would you say? That? <laughs> it's fucking with the, with the echo. The funny thing is I'm, I'm doing... I'm using, like, hand signals. I don't even know how two women would make love unless they get some kind of scissors. Scissor. I'm definitely doing, like, some scissors shit. I was fucking with but the... But, like, the lock... Like, when the lock is, you know, turned, that thing was... It wasn't big enough to... No, I don't even know To cut it. Physically. It was cool, though. Okay? It was cool. Right. So now the door's open. And, um, With doors wide open. Oh, God, no. <laughs> and uh, Daniel Baldwin's at the Jeep, and he's ready because he's got the easiest job. He's just got to stand in there and work the winch, the winch, the winch, the winch. <laughs> so, um, I don't know why I took my glasses on. Right, like, you know, you're young and spry. Right. Like, you got the good eyes. So they got to go in and clean out the nest. And when they first get in there, like, this vampire chick comes flying out of nowhere and I don't know why they did this. They fucking riddled her with bullets like it was fucking Predator or some shit. Right. <laughs> like, the thing that sucks about, you know, this whole thing, you got all these fucking guns, and they don't do diddly squat. I think the guns are more to slow them down. Gotcha. So you can stake them or do whatever you're going to do. Because they did. It knocked her down. Mm-hmm. And then she did that whole thing, cool thing, where she looked up all man, and there was blood, like, running out of her mouth. It staggered her. And then they were going to stake her, and some other guy comes out from nowhere, and it's a big old vampire dude, and they start fighting him. And James Wood shoots her with the crossbow, which is connected to a line to the winch on the Jeep, and Daniel Baldwin drags her outside. And as she's going, she grabs, like, something on the floor, and James Wood shoots her hand off, and she goes outside and catches on fire and dies. So then they're fighting the other, the other vampire... <laughs> it got him staked, and the dude shoves a stake in his head for no reason whatsoever. Yo, on the on uh, the IMDb, uh-huh. there's a picture of it. 
Oh, was there really? Like if you if you go back to it, it's like black and white. If I'm not mistaken, it looks like the. It's so funny because they just stuck it right in his fucking head. Uh, where where? Yeah, I would say if you go up, because I promise you, I seen. It. I was like, what the fuck? Oh, I know what I did. Hang on. There we go. Down, down, down. Right there. Oh yeah. Oh, it's the makeup guy is putting mm-hmm. it on him. So then uh, he just he gets pissed off and pulls it out. And then James Woods runs up, and that's when he starts staking him. He's like, die! Die! <laughs> so then he ends up getting pulled out, too. And they go through, and they, they split up, and they kind of pan up to the sky while you hear a bunch of screaming. Mm-hmm. And then they pan back down, and they're all standing outside because it's over because they've been there for, like, hours. And there's a line of skulls on the top of the Jeep all burned up. Mm-hmm. And Bobby from Sons of Anarchy is like, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Goons, man. <laughs> they call him goons. And then he lights his cigarette. Goons, man. I don't know why they call him goons. So my, my thought is I would have loved to have, you know, like one through ten, like the Ten Commandments of Vampire Killing. Right. Because like, know what the rules are because... I think we get five, one, five, and seven, and ten. I think is what we get mm-hmm. because they allude to them. At some point, they could have been like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. It's the Vampire Commandments. Mm. <laughs> the ten Vampire Killing Commandments. I thought you were gonna be like, "Hey, oh, let's go." Right. Hey, oh. Never get high let's in your go. own supply. You're going through a dark one. <laughs> so then uh sundown's coming so they've been in there all day mm-hmm. and sundown's close and then they're saying that there was no master he's like you want us to go back in and check he's like he's not there mm-hmm. that's really weird so they drive away you, you know where he was he was at a debate because he was a master debater <laughs> It was a mass debate. There was a lot of people there. <laughs> so then uh, Valak was buried in the ground, the master vampire, because there's a mound of dirt up behind a tree as they're driving away, mm-hmm. and these two clawed hands come out of it. Which that is pretty was, badass. That was a cool shot. That was a lot of a... Uh, a lot of a... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like ambiance there. Mm. Anyway... Mm. So now they're going back to the hotel. Back to the hotel where they got the hookers and blow and alcohol. And uh, literally hookers and alcohol and blow everywhere. And there's right. just titties all over the place. Mm-hmm. And then you find out the local cops have been running whores and liquor stores for weeks <laughs> to set this all up for them. So they're partying. and uh, Which I think is, a you know, it, it alludes kind of to the book. Yes, absolutely. So th- this is our town because it wasn't your town before we got here, but right. it'll be your town after we, we leave, leave. Yep. Type shit. So, you know, hookers and, you know, liquor. Yep. So Jack's talking to Father Chico, and he's saying that the Cardinal Alba wants to talk to him tomorrow. He's like, tomorrow's my day off. He goes, not anymore. And that's when Cheryl Lee walks in, her fine-ass self. Which is, again, alluding to him working for God. No, the, the Catholic church. church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Cheryl Lee comes in and he sees her. Sarah Lee? Did she have some bread? Cheryl Lee. <laughs> not Sarah Lee. Uh, it was uh, Dolly Madison. <laughs> anyway, and uh, Jack and Cheryl make some room plans. <laughs> and he's, she's like, what's wrong with you? He's like, I didn't find something I was looking for. She's like, maybe you're looking in the wrong place. 
It's like, why don't you go grab me a drink? And I go back to you, and he pulls out the keys already. And this your is room. Where, this is where R. Kelly starts. Girl, you want to come to my hotel? Oh, boy. Maybe I'll give you my room key. And pee on you? Like, I don't want to piss on you. Real yes, talk. Yes, I do. I pee on you. I pee oh on God. you. Drip, 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 drip. Drippity, drip. <laughs> so, uh. Valak is there. He comes walking by the big sign that says Sun God Motel, which I think was... You know, Badass. I mean, yeah. And um, Father Chico's drunk, and he's talking to Jack Crow. And then Cheryl goes into Valak, or into uh, Jack Crow's room. And mm-hmm. that's your favorite part where Valak's up, right float, yep, floating up on the ceiling waiting. Because he was waiting for Jack Crow. Mm-hmm. But what he got was her. So he was like, oh, I might as well have a quick snack. So then... Um, he jumps down and uh, he was there, and then she was coming, and uh, <laughs> oh my God, she's yes. having a good old I think, time. I think it's insinuated, for sure. So then, like, yeah, he's like, "It's a feeling you'll never forget." I know I won't, because he's feeding on her inner thigh, mm-hmm. damn near up as close to her, her coochie as he mm-hmm. can get without being in it, and she's crawling the wall. She's losing like her eyes are wide. Her eyes are wide open. What? Her thighs wide open. <laughs> and she's like, ah, 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 ah. I thought I was listening to the Fat Boys. Fat Boys are back, and you know they can never be wet. The Fat Boys are back. Anyway, um, so then, that's where Alec Baldwin. I mean Daniel Baldwin. And Bobby are talking to the girls. Mm-hmm. And she's like, so what do you guys do? And like, we kill vampires. She's like, oh, come on. Which I thought was irony at its finest. Right. We kill vampires. And yep. that's what we do. We right. kill vampires. Yeah. And then- You're about to see how bad we are at our job. <laughs> right. So then Bobby, he's like, Daniel Baldwin goes, we know that vampires are hunting the earth. We also know there's a God. And then Bobby goes... We just don't understand him. So in the book, that was Jack Crow's line. Gotcha. There is a God. I just don't understand him. Like, yeah, that was pretty cool. That was straight out of the book, which Mm -hmm. I thought was cool. So then they need more beer. And Bobby's like, I got more beer. You just stay there. I got plans for you. And I'm like, don't go to the door, Bobby. Don't do it. (laughs) No, Jax needs you. (laughs) No. So he goes to the door and he opens it and guess who's standing there? <laughs> Driving that train, how cocaine. Yep. Casey Jones, <laughs> watch your speed. <laughs> Trouble ahead. Casey Jones was standing there with his hockey mask. He was like, just crossed my mind. He goes. It's a whole room full of hookers and blow, and I still can't get laid. <laughs> I got you. I actually got yeah, you on that yeah, one. Yeah. You didn't see it coming. Look, you were looking. You were on it, on it. You didn't see it coming, but mm-hmm. Cheryl Lee was coming. Mm-hmm. Oh. You know who else was coming? Huh. Valak. In the oh, door. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was. He was coming to the door <laughs> through Bobby. Mm-hmm. So Valak's standing there, and he kind of Bobby kind of looks up at him like, oh, shit. Oh shit, Dad! Oh shit, Dad! <laughs> and Valak like stabs through him and just rips up and rips him in half. But you don't oh, know that shit. he like falls to his knees mm-hmm. and then falls in half. You're like, oh shit! Yeah, it was pretty crazy. And then everybody starts screaming. 
And Valak comes in and just starts killing everybody. He breaks Eddie Guerrero's neck backwards. The dude that looks like mm-hmm. Eddie Guerrero. And um, he, this is the coolest thing. He punches through a guy and grabs a bitch by the throat. <laughs> <laughs> that is like a fucking boss. I was like, oh, shit. Savage AF. Yes. So then Jack Crow does the cool, I'm flying across the room while shooting action thing. To get to his fucking bow. To get to his crossbow. And he gets the crossbow and he looks up at Valak and Valak goes, Jack Crow. And he's like, whoa, I'm famous. He knows me. So then um, Mon- um he, the priest, Father Chico, tries to shoot him, Valak. And Valak turns around and grabs the gun the shotgun and he puts it up against his lower jaw and he's looking at he's got his finger on the trigger and he looks over at Jack Crow and he's just like huh? Ah? Like taunting him and then he pulls the trigger and blows the priest's head off and then um, Jack Crow and Montoya start shooting and they're running out of the room as they're shooting and they get out to the car and Cheryl Lee's like stumbling around in the parking lot and Jack Crow goes to grab her and goes did he bite you? I bit you. And then he goes to run away. He goes, wait, I can use you. And he grabs her and throws her in the truck with them. So now they're they're uh, driving, driving, driving really fast. And we find out that Valet can fly. Because mm-hmm. this is the coolest scene. He oh comes soaring gosh. through the air and lands in the back of the, the truck. Uh-huh. And then uh, Jack Crow shoots him in the head and knocks him out of the back of the truck. So this is like second to like fucking T-1000 for me. Right. Like no seriously, getting away from him. Like he was like that. That swoop. That swoop in scene. That was fucking cool. Was like, oh shit! Absolutely cool. Oh shit! Then he gets shot in the head. And like I was saying in the book, that head wound never closes. It just becomes more gross as the book goes on. So now the sun's coming up, and they're kind of falling asleep at the wheel, and they end up crashing because there was a truck broke down in the middle of the road, and they swerved around and they crashed. Mm-hmm. So then, um, they're getting themselves out of the truck, and this is where we get. Daniel Baldwin's awesome plot explanation to right. fill in all the plot holes in the movie. And he goes, just leave her. He goes, we need her. For what? She's been bitten by the master vampire. Pretty soon she's going to start knowing what he knows, seeing what he sees. Wah, wah, wah. Let me explain the whole movie here. Mm-hmm. And then Jack Crow's like, yeah, and that's going to help us track him down and shove a stake right up his ass. And shove a stake right up his candy ass. <laughs> If you smell what Jack Crow is cooking. So then uh, they figure out they were set up. Mm-hmm. He tells Daniel Baldwin that we were set up. He knew my name. He's like, who set us up? He goes, fuck Vino. So now they're walking and walking and walking. And you said it looked very much like uh, Devil's Rejects. Mm-hmm. The three of them walking down the road. What is it? What right. is it? Uh, three. Three from hell. There we go. But that was the Devil's Rejects poster. Was oh, walking. yeah, 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 yeah. And now uh, Montoya steals them a car at the gas station because the guy pulls in and he's like looking in his car and he's like, can I help you with something? He's like, yeah, I need to borrow your car. He goes, you need to what? And then he pulls a gun on him. He's like, just say go ahead. He goes, go ahead, boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then they go back to the hotel. The They go back to the Sun God Motel because they have to... Bury the bodies. They have to make sure none of be, nobody becomes a vampire. Right. So Jack stays to bury the team. Montoya has to go on with Cheryl or with Katrina, which is her name. And then um, that's rule number five or rule number seven. Which I think is, it is never bury a team member by yourself. 
So my my thought with this, cause, and and I pointed out in the movie, he was just cutting off his team members' heads. Yeah, he left all the hookers. And all he did, all he did was take their heads. Well, he staked them first. So he took so, their heads and then he buried them. Yes, but before that happens, there's something very important here. Gotcha. He does a very Nick Cage thing here. Okay. He has to check his watch. So he goes, "We've only got." Uh, and he like shrugs his shoulders mm-hmm. to pull his jacket oh, up, which is so definitely... he can look at his watch. He goes, eight hours to sundown, <laughs> and the whole place is going to be on fire." <laughs> <laughs> And I'm going to take his face off. Off. <clears throat> so anyway, so he has to, uh, he goes in and he stakes everybody and then cuts their heads off except the hookers. Right. And he uh, torches the hotel, the motel, and then it's blowing up as he walks away very from dusk till dawnish. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he buries the heads a little ways down the road in a little shallow ravine. And then Montoya pulls up to the hotel with with Katrina. And I put Montoya can't do math. Because he goes in and the guy goes, it'll be $375 for the week plus $25 for cable. How much is that? $400. Yeah. So then Daniel Baldwin stands there for me and goes, how much I owe you? And the guy has to think about it. He's like, it's uh, uh, $400. (laughs) What the fuck? So uh, now Jack is out by himself in a phone booth, and he's calling for extraction from the Catholic Church to come get him. Mm-hmm. And he does this whole line. He's like, no, the whole team's dead. He goes, I'm all alone. He's like, I'm all alone. alone. Uh. He's like, I walk a lonely road, the only one that I have ever known. <laughs> And it was like a 13-year-old girl standing there, and she's like, I so relate with this song so much on such a deep level. (laughs) So then uh, Montoya's in the hotel room, and he's watching a news report about the burned-out motel and how the headless bodies were there, and then the heads were found like a mile down the road. And uh, Jack is in like some kind of weird extraction vehicle getting patched up Mm -hmm. by somebody. And then they show Valak riding on the top of a train to somewhere. Oh, this would have been a good place for Casey Jones. She's riding that train. I own cocaine. So uh, now Jack is back with the Cardinal at the church. The boys are back in town. The boys are back in town. So then uh, this is where he meets Father Adam. Mm-hmm. He introduces him to Jack. And then he tells the Cardinal what happened. We were all set up and they killed us and blah, blah, blah. So he was like, it was like a super master vampire. I'd never seen anything like it. And then mm-hmm. this is the other corny line in the movie. He goes, couldn't this be the one, Cardinal? The one we've always talked about? Dink, dink, dink. Mm-hmm. Your foreshadowing is terrible. Right. And then he tells him that Tom and the European team is also dead. And there was a picture of Valak at the scene. And he's like, that's him. That's the guy. The guy. And so Father Adam says that it was the painting was painted in 1340, and he was a rogue priest that led some kind of rebellion, and he became the first vampire because they burned him at the stake and they thought he was dead, but he came back. Mm. So James Woods is like, I'm gonna go hunt him down and kill him. And like, no, you need to go back to Monterey, put another team together. He goes, there's no time for that. They're like, well, if you don't do it, we're not gonna fund you anymore. And James Wood, before he closed the door, he goes, I have a question, Cardinal. 
Do you have any idea how he knows my name? And then he shuts the door. Hmm. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. So then, um, now, Katrina is tied to the bed naked. And I put, God damn, she has a nice ass. Mm. Oh, my God. So, mm. uh, she had her mouth is taped with duct tape. Mm. And Montoya comes back in. He had been out. And he takes the tape off her mouth, and she tries to scream. And he covers her mouth again. He's like, I will fucking break your neck if you try to scream again. <laughs> he's such a fucking gentleman. Don't you <laughs> do it. Right? So then... Um, Here, come, come sit next to me on the bed. Right? <laughs> <laughs> the hostage, Richie. The, the fucking hostage. <laughs> so he finds out her name is Katrina. And he explains what happened to her. She got bitten by a vampire. And uh, she's kind of like Billy the Kid. Where she is handling being a vampire victim most righteously. <laughs> she kind of takes it all. Like, she never says, like, you're crazy or how could that happen or vampires aren't real. Or She never argues. She's just like, he's like, you got bitten by a master vampire and you're going to be psychically linked to him and we're going to have to use you to hound him down and stop him. And she's like, oh. Cool. Yeah, she never looks like. This is insane, or you're nuts, or you know what I mean? Cool. So then Jack and Father Adam are in the truck now, and he's stuck with Father Adam. And Father Adam's very enthusiastic. He's like, man, I've always wanted to do this. Hang out with you guys, be cool, just be part of the team, you know? Do anything I can, you know? It's all good, bro. You know what I'm saying? I just want to be part of the team, help out. And, like, you know, my sister, she worked at this uh, this camp. With some kids. She was in the kitchen. And she loves kids. She likes working with kids. She thinks kids are great. <laughs> and then. Uh, <laughs> well, well, she really, she really, really likes kids. Especially after the, that, that one drowned. Right. You know, but but other than that. I like, mean, if she hadn't been fucking that guy, he wouldn't, she wouldn't, that kid wouldn't have drowned. But, you know. So yeah. then he goes, you know, for example, <laughs> if you needed the sacrament of confession. <laughs> and Jack pulls off the road. Goes around. Yanks him out onto the ground and kicks the living shit out of him. And he pulls out a gun. He's like, who set us up? Was it you? Because I'll kill you right fucking now. He's like, I don't know. I don't know. And he's like pistol whipping him. And he's like, if you need to kill me, just kill me. I don't know what you're talking about. He's like, all right. All right, father. We'll see about that. (laughs) So then they get back in the truck, which is really crazy. Mm -hmm. So that guy just kicked my ass. I'd be like, I'm going, I'm walking. I'm walking to the church. I'm done. I don't know. I, I just got my ass kicked. I might have to get right. in the car, too. So. so back in the truck, yeah. Jack's explaining about vampires, and that's the whole part we hear in the beginning. Mm-hmm. You ever seen a vampire? It's not like in the movies. And he's like, if you want to kill one, just drive a stake right through its heart. Sunlight turns them into crispy critters. <laughs> Wicked chicken. <laughs> so Jack has a map, mm-hmm. and he shows it to Father Adam. And he's like, I've never seen this. He goes, nobody has outside the team. But this is tracking every vampire attack. In like the last hundred years. Mm-hmm. And it's a circulating pattern moving ever outward. It's a search pattern. Mm-hmm. He goes, what's he looking for? And Father Adam's like, I don't know. So he goes, I've heard rumors, something about a black cross rumor and vampires walking in the sunlight. So then, so then he goes, uh, hey, Father, I was kicking your ass back there. Uh, did you get a little wood? <laughs> a, little, a little mahogany, a little teak? And he's like, what? He's like. I'm just fucking with your father. <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the hotel, Katrina has a vision of Valak at a church. Mm-hmm. And Daniel Baldwin has brought burgers. 
And you Were know, they big Kahuna burgers? I was just about to say that. I wonder if they weren't big Kahuna burgers. So they didn't have it on the bag. Damn. So he was like, you want a burger? And she's like, no, but I take a cigarette. And she gives her a smoke. And uh, this she, is great. This is one of my favorite parts of the movie. Oh, my God. Like, you smoke too? Oh, my god. She's gosh. sitting on the bed with her. She's covered up, but her legs are spread off. Oh, Jesus. So anyway. And uh, he, so Montoya bites into his burger. Mm-hmm. And it looks like. Somebody put a piece of dog shit in the burger. The face he makes, he's like, ugh. And he spits it back into the wrapper and, like, throws it away. Mm-hmm. But that face he made was so fucking awesome. And uh, so now he tells her how... Uh, well, first he tells her that all... Because she asked what happened to the other girls. And he's like, oh, they're dead. And then he tells her that she's going to be connected to the master. And they need her help to find him. And then... um I put, she looked good in that bed, LOL. Mm. And uh, she wants to get dressed. So he's like, go ahead. And she's like, well, can you bring me a towel or something? He's like, what? It's like I haven't seen you naked. Mm. If you didn't have stuff I did to you while you were unconscious, mm. you call the cops on me right now. Anyway. Mm. So uh, she has another vision of Valak uh, in the church killing the cleaning lady and kidnapping the priest. So then she freaks out. And um, so finally she goes to the bathroom to change. And Daniel Baldwin falls asleep on the chair, mm-hmm. and he wakes up like five or ten minutes later, I'm assuming. And, dude, the way he looks when he wakes up, too, it's like he had dog shit in his mouth. He's like, <laughs> bleh, bleh, bleh. And then he goes in the bathroom, and she's not there, and he looks out the window, and she's on the ledge getting ready to jump. Mm-hmm. And he grabs her and pulls her back inside. She's like, no, just let me die. And uh, he pulls her back inside, and they fall through the window, and he cuts his arm on the glass. Mm-hmm. And he's like, look what you did. And she looks at the blood, and she freaks out and bites his arm where he cut it. And then he's like, what the fuck? And she runs into the bathroom and starts puking. And then he grabs her by the hair and, like, jerks her out. And he's like, yeah, fucking bite me, you bitch. And he fucking sits her on the bed and then backhands her in the face. (laughs) And she just falls over unconscious. (laughs) And there was a good panty shot there, by the way. Anyway. Bitch better have my money. And they weren't brown. So, um, <laughs> oh, shit. then Jack calls and, um, he wants to know what's going on. And he's like, what's wrong with you? And he's like, no, 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 I'm fine. I'm fine. He's like, all right, well, we're downstairs. Him and father Adam are on the street and they're coming up. He tells them what room they're in and they come up. Mm-hmm. Oh, before that though, he cauterizes the wound. This is important. He cauterizes the wound on his arm with a lighter. And he's like, ah, uh, ah, uh, Ah! <laughs> it's so funny because he does it later in the movie too right so anyway um jack and father adam come in and cheryl's laying on the bed or katrina's laying on the bed unconscious and um jack's like what's this bruise on her jaw montoya he's like oh you know just you know some you know, love tap little foreplay he's like where's her underwear montoya i'm just kidding so then uh, Montoya is telling him, you know, she tried to jump and we fell through the window and I cut my arm and it pissed me off. I punched her. What's the big deal? <laughs> this is important because mm-hmm. later on in the movie, he's like, I punched her. What's the big deal? So then uh, Jack catches him up on what happened. They got set up. Father Adam's with them now and blah, blah, blah. They have to go back to Monterey, this and that. So then Father Adam tries to snitch because he's like, well, they want us to go back to Monterey, but we're not. We're going to go hunt down Valak. And Father Adam's like, um, we have orders from the Vatican. 
And if you're not going to follow orders, I'm just going to have to call in and tell them that you're not following orders. And he goes over to the phone and picks it up. And Jack kicks the crap out of him again. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you're not going to be calling anybody, motherfucker. So it's then... My show. Yep. So now the priest is... Uh, Cheryl's having another vision. Katrina is having another vision. And the priest is showing Valak on the map where the cross is that he's looking for. And then Valak like, cuts his head off and she freaks out. She's like, he killed that priest! Mm-hmm. And Jack's, then Jack starts freaking out. What priest? God damn it, what priest? So then they're trying to get her to see more. And she sees a sign that says San Miguel. So they let Father Adam call the Archdiocese and track down the church in San Miguel that's missing a priest. And when they get there, they tell the cops that they're investigating Catholic hate crimes. Mm-hmm. And then um, they find the other cop comes in and says they found Father Molina and his decapitated body. And um, Jack's trying to figure out why this is all happening. Cause Valak didn't even feed off him. He just killed him. Because so, it, it was the nurse. I mean, not the nurse, but the maid and him. Right. Because he, he's, he he, he's in the truck now. And he's like, why? So then he's asking Father Adam again. He's like, if you know what's going on, Tell you me. need to share some information with me. And so finally he tells Jack, the symbol on the bottom of the picture is a medieval uh, symbol for the sun. And then they show the cool, the cool part with all the master vampires coming out of the ground. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're all coming out of the ground at the same time. It's him and seven other masters now. Mm-hmm. This is cool because I had the... Uh, Fangoria did a whole article on this movie, and I read it when it came out because I was so into it. Mm-hmm. And the actors were saying it was hard because they really buried them. Mm. And it was hard to hear the cues of when to come up. And then... The people in the back had to come up last. So they had to hold their breath longer. Damn. So those looks on their faces where their eyes are closed, and they're like, it's really because they were really buried underground. So it's pretty cool. So then um, they all stand up, and they all start walking. And it's cool because they've got this vampire group. In the beginning of the movie, we had all the hunters standing there. Mm-hmm. And then they all start walking at the same time. And I was telling you... You could almost hear the director yelling, action, action, for them all to start walking forward. They do the same exact thing with the vampires, so it's like the opposite of the hunters. Mm-hmm. Now it's the vampire group, and they all start walking at the same time. I just thought it was a cool contrast. So now um, they go to the monastery, and they start killing all the... The, the fucking monks start ringing the bell for some reason, like somebody's going to hear that and come help them. Right. And then they go in and start slaughtering everybody. So now Jack and Father Adam have a heart-to-heart in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And um, he goes, come here, Father. <laughs> and he puts a towel in his mouth and backs him up against the wall and pulls out this huge knife and puts it to his throat. And he goes, you're going to tell me what's going on. Oh, before he did that, he's like, you're going to tell me what's going on. I'm going to start cutting on you. Mm-hmm. And Adam goes, no, you're not. You're a good person, Jack. I know you. I know you wouldn't do that. And he that's when he grabs him and the shoves towel. the towel in his mouth, puts a mm-hmm. knife to his throat, and he goes, I don't like secrets, Padre. Goes, my father kept a secret once. He had been bitten by a vampire, and he kept it from me and my mom. Mm-hmm. By day number five, he turned, and he attacked my mother, and then he came for me. He goes, I killed my own father. I have no problem killing you. And it's like, wow, you just got some crazy backstory on Jack Crow here. Right. So, um... 
Then he starts cutting on. He goes, give me your hand. And he fucking cuts his hand. And that didn't take long. It's a good thing uh, Father Adam wasn't in the mob or the mafia. Because he gave that shit up quick. Right. All it took was cutting his hand. He's like, I'll talk. <laughs> well, he was going to cut the other one, wasn't he? He was going to cut his other hand. He's like, no way. That's my little kid hand. This one's the stranger. Because he's, he's a priest. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> That's my little kid hand. Oh, you can't Jesus. cut that one. <laughs> That's my diddly finger. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one I do the puppet show with. Yikes. So then Adam tells the story of Valak. That Valak was a priest and they tried to exercise him and something went wrong and it, they called it an inverse exorcism. And he ended up getting possessed by a bunch of demons. And it made his body destroyed and dead, but not dead. Making him the first vampire. Mm-hmm. Thanks a lot, Catholic Church. You go. <laughs> so they inadvertently, by doing the exorcism, made a vampire. And now Valak wants the Bergier cross, mm-hmm. which is the relic that was at the monastery. Because mm-hmm. if he can get the Bergier cross... He can finish the exorcism ritual, and it'll allow him to walk in the daylight. A so, master vampire, unstoppable. So this is, uh, I caught it, you know, as they were talking about what it's going to do. It said it's going to do the exact opposite. Yeah. And then you're like, I mean, you can't go out at night? Right. Like, I wear my sunglasses mm-hmm, at night mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I can drink some blood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So anyway, um, so now the vampires are destroying the monastery. They're fucking killing everybody. Um, what was that one that made you laugh? The kill that made you laugh in the monastery? Oh, so it's the the girl grabs the fat bunk <laughs> and he th- she throws <laughs> him up like, against the wall. Yeah. So it's, it, I assume his head hits the wall and he just slides down. I'm yeah, like, yeah, that's funny. You're fat and you. You're you've, fat. It's funny because he's fat. <laughs> so Valak now he finds the cross. And in true Valak faction, when he picks it up, he goes, Ah! You would think he was a wrestler. Yeah, he was like, I have the, the power. So um, so now there's dead monks everywhere. The cross... Oh, so uh, this is when um, he tells... Father Adam tells... Um, Jack Crow mm-hmm. that Cardinal Alba knew that the priest that got killed was the only one that knew where the cross was mm-hmm. and they had come to America to find him. So now they're going to find, they're trying to find where the monastery was mm-hmm. and Katrina's leading them because she can see shit to the monastery and when they get there it's trashed, and then there's a bunch of dead monks in the fountain, and there's blood running out of the fountain, which I thought was really cool. You thought it was silly, but I thought it was really cool. And there's dead monks everywhere, and the cross is gone. And then Jack Crow kind of gets up on on uh, Katrina, like f- kind of like yelling at her, and Montoya starts defending her, and he decks him, and then Adam has to break it up. Yo, he hits him with a cross. Yeah, he does. For sure. He toppled him. So He staggered him. You can see that uh, Montoya and Katrina's relationship has changed a little bit mm-hmm. from him popping her in the face and being like, I hit her, so what? Now he's defending her mm-hmm. because she bit him in the arm. Son of a bit. 
Son of a bitch. Son of a Vondruk. <laughs> so, yeah, if he finishes the ritual, he will be a master vampire with no weaknesses. And now they're going to Santiago. Mm, Santiago. So they need to find the vampires and kill them. And they find them in a condemned building, which is an old jail mm-hmm. in Santiago. And um, Jack and Father Adam are gearing up. And Montoya has a tender moment with Katrina where he's like, don't worry, baby. I'm going to watch out for you. I'm going to take care of you. Mm-hmm. I'm your daddy. I'm going to watch out. I'm going to get your nails, did mm. And your hair, did Everything, did. I'm going to love your baby like it's mine. Ooh. Because I'm a simp. Mm. Yeah. What were you guys saying in that uh, Empire Records episode? It was like a level five simp or what was it? Like, <laughs> what the fuck were you saying? I don't know. That was that was all what's his name. Yeah, I, I didn't understand it. <laughs> I, I assume it was. That like was some, some young people shit. No, I didn't, I didn't <laughs> understand it either. I, I just uh, I just remember I, I this whole simp thing because I remember somebody on the internet was like, "Hello, Cool J is a simp." <laughs> <laughs> I need love. Yeah, right. So uh, they go into the prison and they get attacked by a couple of vampires right off in the building, and they end up you know getting them outside and killing them. Mm-hmm. And Father Adam's getting attacked by this vampire, and Jack Crow's like, "Kill him! Kill him!" So Adam. Father Adam pulls out his gun because he's on the ground and the vampire's standing over him. He shoots this vampire right in the dick like six, six times. times bam, sure. bam, 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 bam. And then uh, Jack Crow's like, with the stake, you fucking idiot. <laughs> so then he finally stakes his first vampire. He pops his vampire cherry mm-hmm. and he stakes him way more times than he had to. Mm-hmm. And then now... Uh, they're fighting another vampire. It's the the woman that they attack that attacked them. So what happens is they go down the elevator. Not yet. Oh. This is still the first ones that were in there when they got in there. Gotcha. And Montoya stakes her with the spear and he goes, How do you like your steak, bitch? <laughs> he spears her and shoves her outside and she catches fire. And Katrina's seeing the vampires dying and she's freaking out. Mm-hmm. And he's got her like tied up inside the Jeep and she's like shaking around and making sexy faces mm-hmm. and freaking out. You're like, Grrr. there's a lot in my. I think I wrote a poem about this. To be honest with you, oh lord, there's a lot in my psyche you can go into here. I think the freaky, like, like as the zombie queen. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, yes. Oh, so you just like dude. these, uh, 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 dead girls don't say no, Roman. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. <laughs> I actually I sold a ton of shirts that said that on it. Dead girls don't say no. Surprisingly, I had it all in guy shirts. Mm-hmm. All the girls were pissed. Where's the girl shirts? I'm like, you would seriously wear a shirt that said dead girls? I was like, yeah, yeah, I would. That's funny. I made girl shirts. I sold those out too. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So anyway, um, all the prison cells are downstairs, down this elevator. So they make the uh, plan that Adam's going to go down in the elevator as the bait. Lure him in. He's going to jump through the little trap door on top of the elevator. So then when it comes back up, Jack Crow can shoot him with the crossbow and... Montoya can just drag him out in the sun. So outside of this crossbow being hooked up to a fucking cable, mm-hmm. that's one of the worst fucking things you can have. Right. For one, you have to line that bitch up. Yep. You got one shot. You got to reload it. Reload it. Yep. Like, fuck that. Okay. Like, Daryl, look, Daryl on fucking The Walking Dead makes it look tight. Well, and he had that auto-loading one. Mm-hmm. He went, chi He had like six of them on there. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, he's like, okay, I'm reloading. I'm reloading. <laughs> Do you want to play rough? Mm-hmm. Or say hello 
through my little friend. Not enough money in this game to keep me around. It's an arrow. So anyway, so um, Montoya is going to pull him out when he gets stuck with the crossbow. So Adam goes down the elevator for the first time, and he gets out of the elevator. Fucks up right away. And Jack's watching him on the monitor, and he's Don't freaking out. out. He's like, what are you doing? So a, jump, a vamp comes running towards him, <laughs> and he runs back into the elevator Le and vamp. jumps through the trap door, but the fucking vampire follows him, and they're fighting. So finally, when they come up, Jack gets him, and they drag him out, and... Um, the elevator goes down empty after the vampire gets drug out because they didn't catch the door. And he's like, oh, shit. Mm -hmm. Sorry about that. And he's like, no harm, no foul, Padre. So then um, the elevator's coming back up. And they show a vampire jump up and grab the bottom of it. Mm -hmm. And it's the lady master vampire mm -hmm. with the full lace bodysuit and the boots and the overcoat. She looked like Josie and the Pussycats. Right? Josie and the Pussycats. <laughs> so then... Uh, she comes up and the whole fucking elevator explodes when she comes out of it. Yeah, which I don't she, know how she did that. For one, for this is my thought. This is just me, you know. This is just me. How the fuck did she go from the bottom of the elevator? She came busting through. No, no, no. She she bust through the door. She broke on through to the other side. No, but I'm saying, how did she get from the bottom to in, inside? She's a vampire. Right. Maybe she turned know. into mist. I don't know. Oh, gosh. That, no, they don't do that, he said. <laughs> So then uh, Montoya shoots the living shit out of her, mm -hmm. which doesn't stop her, just slows her down. And then Jack crossbows her, and Montoya jumps in the Jeep, and he's trying to pull her out, and she grabs onto like a bar or something, and she's holding it, and it snaps the fucking cable. Mm -hmm. And then that's when Adam's like, I didn't know they could do that. Oh, you didn't tell me they could do that? And Jack's like, I didn't I know, know they, they could, could do, do that, that either. Wah, wah. They finally get so her out. So they finally tie it back together and get her out. And she grabs Jack and she's dragging him out with her. So she's going to take him with her. And he's shooting her in the face. And this looked kind of cheap because it was shooting her in the face, but nothing was happening. Mm -hmm. It was just flares or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then he rolls off her just in time as she gets outside and she <laughs> blows up. Rolled off her just in time. Yep. So then uh, he hit it and quit it. Oh, so <laughs> it and boot it. Right. So now the sun's going down. They took too long. Wait, 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 wait. He tooted and booted. Now she's hot about it. Oh, <laughs> shit. Rudy Flaming. Tootie fucking fruity. Flaming hot. Yep. Like Shirley. <laughs> you don't understand the crush I had on this woman when this movie came out. This was like my dream girl, dude. Seriously, like. That whole part where she's laying on that bed naked. I'm like, VHS pause and toss moment right there. Oh, I ain't even lying. Oh. I thought I was going to have to Black. do a class action lawsuit between her and Gina Davis for my sore arm. Jesus. Oh, yeah. Mm. That's what she be saying. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Help me, Jesus. <laughs> Sweet baby Jesus. Yeah. Jesus on a cracker. <laughs> Cheese and rice. Yeah. Cheese so, and uh, rice. They get outside. Now the sun's going down. They've taken too long. Mm -hmm. And this Daniel, is when we get rule number ten. Yep. Daniel Baldwin's like, we got to fuck up out of here. And James Woods goes, no, we got to go back in. He goes, not ah, rule number ten. You cannot beat a master vampire at night. Mm -hmm. He's like, oh, you got me there. Stupid rules. <laughs> so it's too late. Daniel Baldwin gets in the jeep and he's getting ready to drive away. Jack Crow and Father Adam aren't to their truck yet, and all the vampires come out of the prison. And um, Valak's like, what up, Jack? <laughs> and they turn around and see him, and they take off, but they know they're not going to make it to the truck. 
Father Adam ducks into a building. Montoya takes off in the Jeep. And Jack gets captured by Valak. Mm -hmm. And he tells him, your war is over, Crusader. He gets tossed up. Gets fucked up. Yep. So then uh, they show Daniel Baldwin driving now. It's nighttime. Katrina totally vamps out, breaks out of her... Wait, 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 wait. He tried to hit him with a drive-by. Oh, yeah, he was shooting at him right before he drove away. He's like, you motherfuckers! And all the vampires start coming towards him, and he takes off. Right. But they're fledgling vampires, so they can't fly yet, I guess. Mm -hmm. And they had to stick around for the ritual. Oh, man, I missed my fryer on fire joke. Damn it. Oh, that one fryer Damn was it. on fire. That fryer was on fire. That was funny. You said that during the movie. <laughs> so anyway, um, so now Katrina breaks free from her bonds, mm -hmm. and she vamps out, and she bites Montoya on the neck. And so, so, so he was already technically a vampire. Yeah, before but she because, just finished him off because he was like, uh, I guess under her gaze or yeah. whatever her what glamour. What is, there we go, the glamour. So this was the one really cheap special effect in the movie when she bites his neck. You can totally see her pull like a square off of his neck mm -hmm. that all the blood was underneath. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but this is the best scene in the whole movie, really. After she bites him, she gets out of the Jeep. And she's got the low-cut shirt and the miniskirt. And she's walking towards the camera. Mm -hmm. And she is vamped out. Her hair's all messed up. There's blood running out of her mouth all down her shirt, down her cleavage, all over her tits. Mm, and she's mm, walking. Mm. And she stops for a moment. And her eyes are all vamped out. And she looks back over her shoulder. And then she looks back at the camera. And she does this thing with her mouth where she's like... Ah. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I can tell you I've probably seen that one specific part of this movie 500 times. Damn. Because I've never watched the movie except for today and not rewound it three or four times and just watched it again. Because that's the sexiest thing I've ever seen in my life. Fucking perv. No, there's something. I'm telling you, the vampire. The, oh, my God. Mm. Vampire chick, the zombie chick. Mm. I don't know what it is. Do with that what you will, uh, <laughs> you uh, psychology students. <laughs> so then, um, <laughs> I'm lost now. I'm super busy thinking about that scene. Anyway, um, Jack yeah. is now tied to the back of like a tow truck. Or, oh, the, no, it's the, his truck. Uh, the front it's of his the own truck. truck. He's tied to it. He's like the fucking hood ornament. Right. <laughs> and then... Um, it's almost like how Mad Max. Yep. And all the... Yeah. <laughs> the new one. And mm -hmm. then all the vampires are kind of standing around. And then stupid Cardinal Alba comes out. It's like, oh, you son of a bitch. And he's looking at him. He was like, tell me, look in your face. You have absolutely no idea why I'm here. And then he's pretty much like a treacherous bastard. Mm -hmm. And he tells him, I'm getting old and I'm afraid of dying and I don't have any faith. I don't believe in God or heaven anymore. So I made a deal with Valak. If I help him complete the ritual, he'll make me a vampire and I can live forever. Which you know is bullshit. Of course. After the ritual, Valak would have just killed him. Of course. He wasn't going to make him a vampire, idiot. So... And that's when Jack's like, you're really a piece of dog shit. You know that? And then he spits <laughs> in his face. And then Jack's like goading Valak. He's like, come on, Valak. Why don't you show me kick my ass? Why don't you untie me? Come on, let me go. Blah, blah, blah. So then uh, he goes, Valak's pretty much like, this ought to shut you up. Katrina comes walking in all bloody and sexy as hell. Mm -hmm. And he's like, looks like your partner's one of us now. <laughs> <laughs> so then uh we flashback to mr baldwin yes 
who decides to cauterize the wound on his neck by firing off his machine gun and sticking it to his neck. And then again, he's like, ah, ah, ah. He went Super Saiyan on us. Yes. (laughs) And the gun wasn't even touching his neck. That was the greatest part. Right. It was a bad camera angle. So then you find out that Valak's keeping Jack alive because he needs the blood of a crusader to finish the ritual. So then Adam is hiding in a building and he's under this bar and he finds a shotgun mm-hmm. strapped to the underneath of the bar. So then now... That's Mon- where everybody puts their shotgun. Right. Well, if it was a bar, like yeah. peacemaker type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then Montoya is now is up on this ridge and he's looking down at the situation through binoculars and watching what's going on. And they're doing the ritual. Like Valak's on his knees like he's praying and the Cardinal's saying all kinds of words in Latin. And they've got Jack now tied to this wooden cross because they have to burn him to finish the ritual. Mm-hmm. And it's got to be completed right as the sun is rising. So he cuts Jack's leg, and he's filling a chalice with it. So right away, yeah. I'm like, squeeze right here. This right. is where, where the blood, blood pack, pack is. <laughs> because the shit's flowing. He literally like sliced his leg, and all this blood comes pouring out of it. Like, damn. So he fills the chalice so uh, Valak can drink it. And then the last part is to set the cross on fire. And he's about to do that. And he gets shot. The Cardinal gets shot. In the back. Yeah. He was fucked up. Like, yeah, by Adam, who's got the shotgun now. And he's like, what are you going to do now, Valak? You're fucked. You've got nobody to complete the ritual. And Valak goes, you will complete the ritual. And Adam puts the shotgun to his head. He goes, just you try and make me, buddy. Let me tell you something, mister. Yeah, I'm not doing him. it, chief. And then, yeah, James Wood's like, that's it, Padre. Fuck with him. <laughs> <laughs> so then um, Valak's like, oh, you're going to do it. And he takes the fire over and holds it up to Jack's nuts like he's going to burn him. And then uh, he's like, hurry up, father. My nuts are burning here. And uh, <laughs> just then Montoya comes driving through in the Jeep. Hot nuts. Got your hot nuts. And he's nuts. standing up while the Jeep is driving by. And he's got the crossbow. And he's standing through the sunroof. And he does this impossible shot where he shoots the crossbow, hits the top of the cross, which falls over, and he drags it away with Jack tied to it. Then he stops. Adam comes running up, cuts Jack loose with an axe that he got from somewhere. Off the truck. Yeah, and the sun is coming up, and he cuts him loose, and and then Jack's like, let's go kill some vampires. So the sun's coming up. The vampires are trying to retreat back into the prison. They're catching on fire as they're running because they waited too long. And Valet goes to grab the Bergier cross, but he can't because the sun's shining on it. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of a great shot where he reaches up to grab it. And, and he's holding his hands. He's like, ah! And his hands are smoking. Mm-hmm. So then he runs into another building that wasn't the prison. It was some kind of crazy horse shed or something. Mm-hmm. Jack Crow grabs the cross and chases him in with it because it's got this pointy tip on it. It's like on this pointy pole. Mm-hmm. And uh, Montoya goes after Katrina and we're not what sure we're not sure what Father Adam's doing at this point. Maybe chasing down more vampires that are headed towards the prison. Maybe. So he gets inside, Jack gets inside the building, and <laughs> Valak holds his hands out and he goes, Give me the cross. Give me the cross. <laughs> and James Woods is holding the cross up and he goes, This one? He like gestures at it with his other hand. Mm-hmm. It's so fucking Gecko-ish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so fucking obnoxious. Like, this so, one? You want 
this this cross right so here. So then he goes, "Tell me, Valak, after six hundred years, how's that dick working, huh?" <laughs> and Valak comes running at him, and when he does that, impaled Jack Crow impales him with the bottom of the cross and slaps him up against the wall, and he's like, "Yeah, die, die, die." And Valak starts laughing, and the cross is stuck in him, and he's laughing, and he smacks Jack Crow away. Dick slap. And he goes, oh, Jack. And he starts hitting mm. him with mm. the cross mm. and sticking out of him. He's swinging it back and forth and hitting James Woods with it. So he knocks him down. James Woods looks up, and they show his line of sight. He's looking at this big beam that's barely holding up the roof that has some sunlight coming through it. Mm -hmm. So he gets up and runs and throws himself into the beam, which knocks the beam over. The roof collapses. All the sunlight comes in. Vala catches on fire. And Jack's actually talking shit to him while he's burning. He's like, yeah, how's that feel, motherfucker? (laughs) And then Vala explodes. And it was really cool. I had to rewind it and show you. You see a hand flying. Yeah, when the explosion happens, there, there, there's a downshot of the explosion, so it's coming up towards you. And off to the right of the screen, this hand just comes flopping end over end up in the air, and it's so funny. So anyway. my, my thought was when you when you first said, look, there's you know you see the hand in the picture, I thought you were talking like a special effects crew man. You know, oh, like the, I get what you're saying. That's why I was like, what? Because I caught the I caught the hand right away, mm. but I thought you were saying you like a special effects. Gotcha, like somebody like the boom mic or whatever. Mm-hmm. So then Montoya is hiding Katrina in the back of the truck to get her out of the sun, and he kisses her, and he's like, everything's gonna be okay, baby. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be alright. Dad's gonna take care of you. <laughs> anyway. So uh, Jack and Montoya now are talking, and he's like, when did she bite you? He's like, two days back. And then Adam wants to kill him, Mm -hmm. and he's got the gun pointed at him, and Jack's like, back the fuck up, Padre. And he's like, he's a vampire. He's like, I don't give a fuck. That's a matter of opinion, and I don't give a fuck about yours. That's my brother. Oh, sorry, wrong with me. (laughs) So then uh, rule number one is, if your partner is ever bitten by a vampire, never, ever let him live. Mm-hmm. And then he said he got bit two, ba- two days back. He goes, but I had your ass. He goes, yeah, so I guess I owe you two days. Mm-hmm. And he goes, what do you think, Padre? And he goes, yeah, but that's it, two days. So Adam, Father Adam's like a badass now for some reason. Right. And uh, so he agrees with him. So then Jack Crow tells him, I will find you. I will yeah. hunt you down. And I, I will, will kill, kill you. you. If I had a dollar for every friend of mine that's ever told me that. Damn. Be a rich man. Anyway. So then it's cool because they hug right here because they're friends. And he goes, Vaya con Dios, my friend. Daniel Baldwin says that to him. And then he drives away. And Jack Crow's looking after him driving off, kind of sad. And he says the same thing. And he's thing. like, Vaya con Dios, Slayer. And then he goes, time to slay some vampires. He goes, you up for it, Father? He's like, yeah, let's do it. He goes, you sure it's just the two of us? And he's stupid. He pulls out his rosary. He goes, no, he was always with us. And Jack Crow kicks him in the nuts. No, he goes, fair enough. So then we're all walking in. He goes, so when you're kicking that vampire's ass back there, Padre, did you get a little wood? He's like, teak. He's like, what? Mahogany. What? (laughs) Oak. (laughs) Major chubby. He's like, language, Padre. (laughs) Language, Padre. Language. He's like, are you possessed by demons? And that's when (laughs) they roll credits. So they're going back in to kick some more vampire ass. Mm-hmm. Good movie. Good, yes, good movie, Yes, yes, man. yes, yes, That's John Carpenter's Vampires, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Scale of 1 to 10, what do you think? Seven and a half. Really? Mm-hmm. I expected a higher. So, 
So, no, well, I'll give it an eight. It's it's definitely a solid. Eight. You don't have to. I might. No, 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 no. Not at all. Not at all. I felt like eight might have been a little high, but no. Um, this is again. This was my birthday pick because mm-hmm. I wanted to do this. Right. Um, I know the movie. You know, like front and back. It right. is one of those. Yeah, I've seen it. Movie. I've seen it so many times to where it's like cool. And there's still like I still get goosebumps with the. You know, uh, the vampire in the corner. I think that is like. When he's floating. I think that is so, so fucking awesome. dope. Badass. The way he swoops in on the truck. Yup. Um, I, I, my biggest issue with this movie, besides like the cheesiness at times, is I wish there was a little more character development. Right. Like, you know, with them cutting the budget, that kind of fucked up. It did. And you get a feeling that maybe some more of that would have happened. But the person that had the most character development was Father Adam. Mm hmm. He went from Mr. Wimpy to Mr. Badass at the end. Mm-hmm. But um, you said that even when we were watching it, this movie starts right off and it, it never stops. Mm-mm. It just keeps going. It's there's, just a there's, roller coaster ride. There's a, there's a couple parts where you're, you know, you're ticking back up for that, that yep, big drop. Yep, yep, <laughs> Right. You know, um, there's plot holes, but they're not many. Yeah. You know, I this movie is probably 50% nostalgia as, yeah, as 50%. You know, it's a good movie regardless. Right. So it's an eight for me. I give this movie a nine and a half. Damn. I love this movie. Damn. And had we seen Cheryl Lee's boobs, it'd mm-hmm. have been a ten. Damn. We saw Smash. The only thing I don't like about it, but oh my her whole backside. Mm-hmm. Oh, fucking amazing. So BBG? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I if I'm not mistaken, I think there's at least three sets of tits. No, there's more than that. Is there? Dude, there's a whole conga line of titty girls okay. like at one point, and then one's taking the other one's shirt off in the front. There's tits all over the place. <laughs> uh, BBG, I give front tits, I give this movie a six. I was gonna say a five. For and sure. then on Blood and Guts, I give it a fucking seven, eight. eight. Seven or seven or an eight, mm-hmm. yeah. Lots of blood, lots of guts, fucking Bobby falling in half. Mm-hmm. I'd probably give it a good eight. Oh, you know what I was supposed to say when, when he cuts him in half? Huh? It's okay, guys. He just wanted his machete uh, back. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were going to say, I'm half the man I used to be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Great movie. I love oh, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, but, yes, uh, yes. Let us move on and take a listen to what we're going to be doing next time. Ghost. Hello, Ghostbusters. They're real. You do? You have? They're here. Oh, shit. Did I just do that? (laughs) I stopped the preview. (laughs) Sorry, guys. Let's start that over. We'll edit it out and post. Hello, Ghostbusters. They're real. You do? You have? They're here. Ghostbusters. Hey, anybody see a ghost? They catch the ghost that won't stay dead. They're armed. They're dangerous. Try to imagine all life as you know it stopping instantaneously and every molecule in your body exploding at the speed of light. All right, that's bad. Okay. All right, important safety tip. Thanks, Egon. They're professionals. Oh, I'm the chairman of the largest paranormal removal company in America. Did you see it? They're all that stands between you and the end of the world. 
the city is headed for a disaster of biblical proportion. Real wrath of God type stuff. Exactly. Fire and brimstone coming down from the sky. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. Your girlfriend lives in the corner penthouse of Spook Central. You want this body? Is this a trick question? <laughs> Stick. Hold. Him up. Smoke it. Bring him hard. Ready. Ghostbusters, starring Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Sigourney Weaver, Harold Ramis, Rick Moranis, coming to save the world. And Eddie Murphy. Ghostbusters. <laughs> We came, we saw, we kicked it. Yeah, baby. Yo, Sigourney Weaver was hot as shit in that. Dude, tell me about it. You that's want my, this body? Hell that was one yeah. of my favorite lines in the whole movie. Is that a trick question? Hell yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're going to be doing Ghostbusters next time, so be sure and don't miss that. Who are you going to call? Somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Ernie Hudson, man. Oh, man. He doesn't even get, like, in the credits in the pre- in the trailer. Everybody but Ernie Hudson, who's the nicest guy on the planet. I met him at a con. I almost made him a shirt. I was going to make a shirt that said Eddie Murphy was not in Ghostbusters because there's a running joke. Everybody thought it was Eddie Murphy. Everybody remembers it being Eddie Murphy, but it's Ernie Hudson. So funny. It's crazy that you know you, you, everybody else is named, except, like you said. Except That's what I'm saying. Except Ernie Hudson. It's crazy. Like, dang. Oh, all right. So it's kind of cool. I'll talk about this on the episode. But um, I just ordered my Ghostbusters plasma figures. Oh, nice. I only got three of them though because Egon was sold out. Oh. So now I'm gonna have to pay a ridiculous price for Egon, which sucks. But those should be here by the time the next episode airs. Nice. So, anyway, that is our episode. Once again, Roman, happiest of birthdays. Congratulations on Woo! 30. Thank you, thank you, thank Here's you, Here's to 30 you, more. Fuck yeah. We'll still be podcasting, I Fuck hope. yeah, fuck yeah. Episode 1842. <laughs> We're finally covering uh, Snake Out of Compton. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's it, guys. Have a good week. We will see you in two for Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. I am Jasperino on the behalf of my host, the man, the myth, the legacy, Mr. Roman Alvarado. We will catch you motherfuckers on the flip side. Peace.
7212 sound check let's go ahead and start this we'll check this out and a one and a two and a one two three four <laughs> Lisa, it's your birthday God bless you this day You gave me the gift of a little sister And I'm proud of you today Lisa, it's your birthday Happy birthday, Lisa Lisa, it's your birthday (laughs) Oh, shit Alright, take two Or uh, whatever this is I think it's two. Try this again. Cue it up. Here we go. Here we go. And a one, and a two, and a one, two, three, four. Roman. It's your birthday. God bless you this day. You gave me the gift of a little Co-host. sister And I'm proud of you today Lisa, Roman. it's your birthday Happy birthday, Lisa Roman. Lisa, it's Roman. your birthday God. Happy birthday, Lisa Roman. I wish you love and goodwill I wish you praise and joy and stuff. I wish you better than your heart desires And your first kiss from a boy From a girl, from a girl Lisa, Roman. it's your birthday Happy birthday, Roman. Lisa Roman. Lisa, it's your birthday Happy birthday, Roman. Lisa Yeah Hang on, you gotta hear this Oh my god Wait, you gotta hear this It's fucking funny all right, go. What are we doing? We're listening to the 700 Tapes podcast. But that's for entertainment purposes only. Exactly. That's why we're going to be listening to it. But they don't own the rights to the... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. uh, they don't own the rights to the clips they will be using on this program. Oh, okay. Give it a minute of silence so I can see the line. All right, take two. What are we doing? We're listening to the 700 Tapes podcast. But that's for entertainment purposes only. Exactly. That's why we're going to be listening to it. But they don't own the rights to any of the clips they'll be using for this program. <laughs> it's just <laughs> trying to make sure I have Of all course of they don't. Yeah. yeah. Hang on. <laughs> Give it a second. All right. Take three. What are we doing? We're listening to the 700 Tapes podcast. But that's for entertainment purposes only. Of course. Oh, fuck. I fucked it up that time. Because <laughs> I say, of course, the next time. Okay, go to a second. All right, go. What are we doing? We're listening to the 700 Tapes podcast. But I thought that was for entertainment purposes only. Exactly. That's why we're going to be listening to it. But they don't own any of the rights. You got it. You got had it. it. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's all right. Any of the rights. That's good. All right, hang on. All right, take 16. What are we doing? We're listening to the 700 Tapes podcast. But they don't own any of the rights to the... <laughs> uh, yeah, I jumped the... <laughs> right, it's going to be gold. Right. All right, go. What are we doing? We're listening to the 700 Tapes podcast. 
But I thought that was for entertainment purposes only. Exactly. That's why we're listening to it. But they don't own any of the rights to any of the clips that they'll be using for the program. Of course they don't. Oh, shit. Because <laughs> right here... Did I like, fuck that up? I think... Uh, of course they don't. And then they say, but what if you're easily offended? Okay. Then you should stop listening now. Gotcha. All right. And we're at... 2.11. Go. What are we doing? We're listening to the 700 Tapes podcast. But I thought that was for entertainment purposes only. Exactly, Padre. That's why we're listening to it. But they don't own any of the rights they'll be using in the clips. <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> <laughs> any of the rights they don't own the rights to any of the clips they'll be using on, I only know because I say it on every the episode to any of the clips they'll be using on this program yep alright 242 go what are we doing we're listening to the 700 tapes podcast but I thought that was for entertainment purposes only exactly Padre that's why we're listening to it but they don't own on- <laughs> damn it Three oh two, go. What are we doing? We're listening to the Seven Hundred Tapes podcast. But I thought that was for entertainment purposes only. Exactly, Padre. That's why we're listening to it. But they don't own any of the rights that they'll be. uh. (laughs) But but they don't own the rights to any of the clips they'll be using on this program. Gotcha. Did I write it down wrong? Uh, they don't right, own the scratch. rights to any of the... Nope. Okay, cool. I'm just trying to make sure it's in the flow of conversation yeah, yeah, and not yeah. reading. No, no, I got you. It's all good. Mm-hmm. 3.35, go. What are we doing? We're listening to the 700 Tapes podcast. But that's for entertainment purposes only. Exactly, Padre. That's why we're going to be listening to it. But they don't own the rights to any of the clips they'll be using for the program. Of course they don't. But what if you're easily offended? Then I suggest you stop listening now. 